The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. I'm going to start off with a question, something we don't normally do. Um, my question is, how often do you dumb yourself down? Anybody can answer first. Yeah, I don't oh. normally, I don't normally like, like think of it as dumbing myself down. But I do say this when it comes to in the Navy and it comes to doing my job as a damage controlman, I feel like I'm doing that because it's not everybody's job, you know, to, to do some of the stuff or do damage control stuff. So I try to figure out ways to to teach people something to make them understand it. So I kind of feel myself saying it in a different language instead of me saying it when I'm talking to another DC man, you know what I mean? I'm talking to another guy kind of can, okay, we can, we, we speak in the same language, but when I'm talking to other people about it, it can get a little crazy or sometime I try to um, dumb it down to, for sailors to understand it. Like it could be a policy. It could be a nav admin. It could be anything like that. Sometimes they just, don't understand why we have to do it like that. And then you have to like explain it to them. Okay. This is the reason why we doing it. So, and it's, it's kind of hard and complicated sometimes because these kids are way smarter than me and they be trying to figure out loopholes and, and all type of stuff. So I have to really like get on my P's and Q's and making sure I'm explaining it to them in a, in a way that they understand it. So I kind of feel like that's what I'm talking about. Never like, I don't never like feel like, but even when I'm doing that, I don't feel like I'm, you know, dumbing it down for nobody though. Did you did you ever read the Forty Eight Laws of Power? I started. I finished it. All right. So the first law, right, is like never outshine the master, right? I think that's the first law. You ever went <clears throat> into a situation like using that law as a as a point of reference? I would say yes. Yeah, that. But it, um, well, yeah, I, I would say yes, because I, I think, and this is something I learned a little bit later in my Navy career, probably around about the seven, eight year mark. Mm-hmm. You got to be aware of your audience. You got to be aware of your audience in a senior level of leadership, and you got to be aware of your audience below you with the junior level. And in terms of dumbing it down, as you were saying, Damo, um, you, you don't want to outshine your master. You know, you... you my, I had an older brother. I got an older brother who was in the Navy, and I think that was one of his biggest problems. Dude was smart as a whip. I'm talking about um, dude hitting like seventy something on the AFQT for for um, qualification for the Navy. But his his problem was he thought he was the smartest person in the room, or at least me knowing my brother. You know, he has a tendency to to feel like he's the smartest person in the room, and that doesn't always translate well when you're trying to trying to trying to build for yourself and then at the same time and i'm talking about with senior level of leadership yeah, now yeah but the bottom level of, of of juniors like like damon was saying when you got to articulate yourself to them they haven't been in long enough they're not as well educated they don't have enough experience to be able to understand you know correspondence at a level that you would 
You know, yeah. if you read the instructions, if you understand the instructions, if you've been around long enough to understand the culture of your community, your rating community or whatever. So you do got to kind of dumb it down. You got to dumb it down. And there's an old saying that the old school folks say, right? You got to put it where the goats can get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, no pun intended for the chief community, <laughs> but, but you got to put it where the goats can get it. So, and, and this may segue to a whole other topic, but being a first class, I think that's the toughest level of, of pay, pay grade, pay rank, because you at that level where you got to manage your relationship with your chiefs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and manage that expectation, but you also have to manage the junior guys below you to where you can get some motivated productivity out of them. So in short, do you have to dumb yourself down? I, politically, my answer is no, don't dumb yourself down. Just make sure that you're within that margin to where you're feeding information to where everybody can accept it, get it, and and get get the, get the work done. Not politically correct. Yeah, dumb yourself down. All right. So I'm I, I got I got something I want to say, but I got a question for you. But I gotta ask you the question first, and then I gotta say what I want to say. Then I want you to answer the question. So it's me. Or- you yeah, I'm talking to you. Chris. Okay. So the, the 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 question is, how many times have you sat with a chief of yours that you knew that you either knew more than, uh, you know, had work ethic, like that you kind of knew you, uh, for lack of a better term, better than, right? So, um, all right, now here's my here's my point. I don't think when we talk to junior sellers, we dumbing it down. Like, like, so when I'm talking about dumbing it down, I'm when I'm when I'm talking about well, dumb it down is dumbing down the information. But when I talk about dumbing yourself down, I'm talking about submitting to, you know, the, the that law of power. Whereas, like, if I'm talking to a three year old, I'm not really dumbing it down. I'm giving a three year old palatable information that that three year old could digest. Right? When I'm saying dumb it down, I'm saying I'm sitting in a room with somebody. And I got to present myself as a lesser version of myself so that this person doesn't get intimidated, offended or whatever like that. Right. Which, again, is a palatable thing. But if I come off too confident or I come off to whatever, it might seem arrogant. It might seem like it's not humble. Right. And that's why I asked you that question about uh, how many cheese have you sit in front of that you was like, yo, I'm like more talented than this person. Cause a lot of times we get this humility thing and we like live and die on that. Like humility, like in the Navy, like, I gotta be humble. I can't say I'm better. I can't say I'm this. I can't say I'm that. So yeah. So uh, back to my question, like how many chiefs are, have you ever sat in front of a chief that you was like, Oh man, like, you know, this, this is rough for me. Um, I don't think I've ever really sat in front of a chief where I felt like this is rough for me. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I say that is because, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm following, like I've had those experiences where, man, like how, you know, this guy is is in charge of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. but it's, again, it's the audience. You know, every chief isn't the same. You have a chief that's very technically, you know, skilled. He knows the job. He deserves to be there because he knows the job. 
but he yeah. might not be as versed in leadership and management. And then you'll mm-hmm. have a chief that may be good at leadership and management, but he might not be as well versed in the job. And again, yeah. that's why I say being a first class is kind of hard because you have to manage that level. In terms of dumbing down for the leadership and not coming off as arrogant or, you know, smartest person in the room, you know, um, that's a fine line that you got to walk because you got to remember who these people are to you. Yeah. We write our evals, but where do them evals go after we write them, right? Who's getting a look at them? Mm, you yeah. know, I think we are putting in awards, but who's submitting those awards? You know, who's going to these boards sitting down and ranking us? Right. You see what I'm saying? If I'm in the room with my chief and we're in a briefing and it's my turn to talk and I haven't had. And, and again, you got to know your audience. You got to have a good relationship with your chief. I am one of those type of people. I will over communicate. I will over communicate mm-hmm. with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe in that. With my junior people, I will over communicate with my leadership. And the reason for that being is I don't want you to get blindsided at any point by anything. And it, to some points, it, it, it has been to a detriment sometimes because, you know, some people are like, I don't need to know all that information. Just tell me. All right, man. I, I just don't want you mm-hmm. to get to a situation, you know. But going back to the briefing scenario, if I'm going into a briefing with my chief, and it's my turn to, to speak. I don't want to speak and say something to where my chief's leadership is looking at him, asking him a question, and he's looking befuddled like, I, I, I had no no idea. I wasn't yeah. aware. You know what I mean? So I, I haven't had a lot of chiefs that I, I felt like I was better than. I've had some definitely that I felt like I was better in certain areas. Right. And this is just based off my, my time in, in the Navy and my experience. And, um, you know, you just got to develop that relationship with them. And, and again, it's, it's a game, right? It's a, it's a, it's a balancing act. It's a delicate balancing act. Like, if I got a good relationship with my chief offline, then we we online and we around other people. I'm not gonna dumb myself down, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna present myself like, hey, y'all know I should be the chief, right? Y'all, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like, I'm not I'm not gonna play that game. You know what I'm saying? Because you know it's again, like you said, man, is you got to be palatable. It's got to be yeah. palatable information. How you how you pass it on and, and how you communicate and. Especially when you're in social settings, open social settings. So, hey, so the balancing act thing you said, man, I, I, I really, really, I was thinking that the whole time you was talking because I, to be like transparent, man, like I always think of myself as, uh, you know, I'm an electrician um, and I fixed a lot of things in my career. You know, I fixed a lot of things, but I would never say that I was a technical expert, right? I would never say that. So when I'm looking for like a, a first class, well, what I always hope to have is a tech, the technically savvy uh, first class, somebody that that's going to like, we're going to troubleshoot together. We're going to figure it out. He know what he's doing. He know how to train the guys or she know what she's doing. She know how to train the girls and guys. But I, I even no matter how many things I fixed, like I can't say that I could sit with like a master electrician and talk like electrical, like 
kind of like technical uh, lingo with that with that person. Now, there's one thing that I think that I have that like works, you know, all around the board. And I don't think anybody is going to like out care me. You know what I'm saying? Like just that care mentality, like about everything. So whether it's 3M, whether it is something tech, like I might not know what the hell I'm looking at in this controller, but we not leaving this controller till we fix it. You know, we might have a road ahead of us on the 3M uh, the 3M boards, but I'm not stopping until we figure this out. Um, we got sellers going through problems. I'm right there. I'm all like all like so a lot of that technical stuff is like kind of like shielded by the uh, the level of care that I really had. That's one thing, and I, I I know and I know my first classes uh, listen. And they probably like not in their head right now, but that's one thing that I can guarantee that that's not going to happen is somebody is not going to out care me. Um, you can match it. You know, I've had divos match it. I've had first classes and junior sellers match it, but you not. And I love it when we meet there. You know what I'm saying? Because as in the Navy, as long as you care, you could conquer, you know, anything you could achieve anything as long as you care you don't got to really be technically savvy because we got manuals to you know tell us all that right. stuff so that so that you know that so that's the big thing the big transparent thing with me um couple things being transparent i don't know where the hell damon is right if you're listening i don't know where the hell damon is right now he having some technical issues but the train ain't stopping i'm sick i'm a little sick so you're gonna hear the sniffles you're gonna hear the coughs but you're gonna get what you're gonna get you know what I'm saying? So uh, that's the second uh, transparent thing. And then another thing is uh, we do have a guest today. Uh, if you've been listening, the other voice you've been hearing is none other than EN1 Chris Chereau, right? Um, and honestly, this has been something that's been like in the making for a long time. So this all started with, man, I was a E5. That's crazy. You probably don't even know all this. But it started out back. I was at E5 and I made first. And at some point I had lost like 90 pounds, right? I lost 90 pounds. And um, I moved to San Diego. And my boy, uh, Chris Robinson, who I'm sure you know, yeah, he was like, yo, you know, you lost 90 pounds. I need to connect you with my guy who I guess at some point lost a lot of weight too and was like all about fitness, you know? And I, and I was on my right now right now I'm not at my best <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I was <laughs> but but I'm trying to get back but I was on my grind I was you know all day every day here's I need to link y'all up just on some fitness and and stuff like that and I don't think we ever linked on you know fitness but uh, mm -hmm. just you know I was seeing you doing your thing with your pod uh, me and Damon was blossoming with our podcast and you know. We just started talking, um, and um, I think it was uh, the biggest interaction was right before the Fleet Temp Stalker uh, episode, uh, where we mm. were. I was trying to get some information, some questions. Um, Master Chief had posted something, and you commented, and then we just linked. I called you. I think we spoke. We spoke either for like forty five minutes or an hour. Then I'm like, "Hey, man, like I need you to keep us, you know, grounded as far as where we need to be at, what we need to be talking about." And if we doing something wrong, check us um, and, and just keep us, uh, you know, keep us honest. And um, from then on, you know, every now and then we reach out, we keep, I guess we've been 
doing okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you ain't really yeah. had to had to check us. But uh, you know, we reach out and uh, we've been talking about doing some stuff, and uh, I think we were supposed to do something last week, but here we are. You know, so thank yeah. you for joining us. And I don't know where the hell Damon is, but appreciate you being here, and we're gonna figure out where the hell Damon is. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Matter of fact, let me call him real quick. Hopefully, the audience can hear this. What up, bro? I'm to come back in right now, man. My <laughs> shit, my fucking. Hey, my computer. Do it was my computer. I don't think it was my internet, man. All right, you gonna be good? Yeah, I'm coming back. All right, man. Yeah, so we started out kind of like on a good uh, a good topic with, as far as dumbing down. And then you actually, you brought something up that I did want to go to next. And that is, what do you think the best rank in the Navy is? Woo! <laughs> um, I, I think the best rank in the Navy is the next rank. In my honest uh-huh. opinion, um, it's it's a little oxymoronical to say that because obviously I'm not a chief, um, but I've always I've always looked at rank structure. Well, I won't say I always. I think probably by the time I made E five, I started looking at rank structure in the Navy as do I belong there? And when I say do I mm-hmm. belong there, like what can I do at that next level? Like what am I seeing in the landscape? Like I, 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 I tell the story every now and again, especially the junior sailors that don't really know what they want to do with their career in the Navy. Um, my biggest goal when I first joined, I, I just wanted to make E five and get out. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. I had no aspirations <laughs> of being a chief. I had no aspirations of being a first class. I had no aspirations of doing twenty and retiring. I came in, it was something about that E5 rate rank that I was like, mm-hmm. man, that seems pretty cool. I Let me see if I can do that, and then I'm done. Go out and be a civilian, go make a lot of money, go to school, whatever. And, well, that's when know, E5s was like superheroes, right? That's when, E5, that's when E5s was the cool thing to be. You know, you yeah. were like a first class, but you weren't a first class, so you didn't have all that responsibility. You were getting paid good because you was getting BAA, so you got to stay out in town. You yep. know, these guys were like the cool guys. You know what I'm yep. saying? The, the first class at the time was kind of like the chief. You, nobody wanted to kick first it with the chief. class was yeah. high court, man. That was <laughs> yeah, high court. yeah. Nobody wanted to kick with those guys. But like I said, when I made E5, though, when I made E5, I was I was on. I came to shore duty after I made E5. I was working in the shipyard, and we were top heavy, full of first classes. And like these guys, I was, these guys had collateral duties. Like the working environment was awesome. It was awesome. We came in by 830 in the morning. We was normally gone. Our latest day was 1400, right? Mm -hmm. And we had like six first classes. All of them had collateral duties. And none of them really worked their collateral duties the way that they should have been working their collateral duties. And, you know, these guys were supposed to kind of be like our leadership, our LPO leadership. And it was like they was ducking and dodging that leadership stuff. You know what I'm saying? And we was kind of left to our own devices. 
we had a good group of people, you know what I'm saying, in terms of E5s and below. So, you know, it wasn't like we were, like, we really needed the supervision or oversight. But I was just looking at the first classes at the time, like, this is all it takes to be a first class. Like, you were talking about the technical expertise. I think that was one yeah. of the main things that made me not really care in early in my career to be a first class or a chief. Because I'm like, man, you really got to know your job. There's a lot of responsibility and accountability <laughs> on first classes. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. technical expert, I don't know if I can do that. But... Again, as an E5, I'm learning my job a lot more. You know what I mean? So I'm developing that that technical. And I'm not, and I'm like you. I, I'm nowhere. Would never say that I'm the best engineman in the world, but I'm certainly not gonna say I'm the worst. Mm -hmm. I can hold my own as a first class, and I'm quite certain if I ever made chief, I would be able to hold my own from the technical level as a chief too. Um, but I was just looking at the first class and like. This is it. This is what it yeah. takes to be a first class. This is what it takes to be a first class. It's like, all right, you know, I think I'm gonna start studying a little bit more hard. I think I'm gonna start performing a little, little bit more better. And next thing you know, I made first. And then I was thinking to myself, what do you want to do as a first? Remember, I told you, you, you always gotta look at that rank like you're supposed to be there, and you gotta have purpose to want to be there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, what are first classes are there for? They LPOs. They're supposed to be managing E5s and below. They're supposed to be making sure that we're getting qualified, that all of our personal stuff is being taken care of, that our career is, is on a trajectory, whether we're staying in the Navy or we're getting out of the Navy, that our future is on a trajectory to where whatever we do, we're successful at doing it. Mm -hmm. And when I made first, that's pretty much how I you know, mapped myself out. You know, my junior guys, I made sure that they were qualified. I made sure whatever personal stuff they had going on, I was able to support it. If I didn't have the answers, I made sure I could find somebody with the answers or, you know, find the resource, you know, to where they could get their, their situation resolved. And I look at the chief, the chief level the same way. I'm like, well, what's what's going on with first classes now? You know, you hear a lot of first classes say, well, we don't have the authority that first classes used to have right. back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have autonomy the way first classes used to back in the day. You got to go to the chief for everything, you know. Um, the chief is always on the deck place with us. And I'm sitting here saying, well, back in my day, I mean, dating myself like I'm old. <laughs> back in my day, first classes, damn, there was the chief. Yeah, I mean, he was on the deck place with you, but like I said, you looked at that guy, he was a technical expert. You 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 didn't want to be the first class because there was a lot of responsibility and accountability that he had, and he managed it very well. So yeah. I'm looking at the chief rate rank as, well, if I make chief, how can I give back to the first classes? To where they can start shining, you know, you know what I mean. So, in short, to answer your question, what's the best rate in the Navy? To me, probably the next. Once you've identified why you want to get to that next rank, it's to me. I think that's the best rank. Oh, I mean, man, you, you always leave me as you move up, but you always leave me with like two two points, right? Like a question and a point. So, my question to that, right, is um. Where do you think that that was lost at with the first classes? 
right? When you talk about the first class was like the chief, right? I got a lot of mm-hmm. theories about where that was lost, including the fact that, you know, chiefs kind of got pushed back out to the deck plates or whatever like that, like mm-hmm. pushed to be, you know, active on the deck plates. But my second thing is this, and I'm not going to say what I think the best rank is yet, but I'm going to say this. Um, two points. Uh, well, w- one point. I'm going to leave it out. I ain't going to say my other point. It's too controversial. I don't feel like saying it right now. But my uh, my my point is this: every rank you go up, you're not there, right? So I mean, you're you're not the rank below you. You left that rank, right? Which means, hey, if you listening, I'm sick. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sick. My voice is different. I got a cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Damon has a Santa Claus shirt on for some reason. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> all right. So I make chief. Now let me start out as a as a. Uh, fireman. I'm a fireman. All right. When I become a petty officer, um, I'm going to be able to do this and do this and do this and do this and have people that do this and do this and do this and do this. Um, and I think I made, uh, I think I started on work center soup as like a, either a fireman or a third. All right. So I'm a work center soup. So my, my guys is, you know, this, this, this. All right. When I become a third, when I become a, um, so now I'm a third. All right, when I'm when I become a second, and I ain't make my point yet, but I'm about to make it right here. When I become a second, I'm gonna have thirds that are doing the stuff that I was doing when I was a third. That never happens. When I become a first, I'm gonna have seconds that was doing the stuff that I was doing when I was a second. That never happens because it's not you. And like I said, there's one thing about one thing that I would hold to up against anybody is you're not gonna out care me. Right. You're not going to care more than me. Right. So, uh, you know, as a first, like I'm leaving last, I'm, you know, doing whatever. Um, when I become a chief, I'm going to have a first that cares as much as I care when I was. A, and there's no offense to nobody that ever worked for me. Like, don't ever think that it's just that you're not going to get the duplicate you. You know what I'm saying? All right. When I become a senior chief, it's going to be a chief that I could like. It's never it never happens. Uh, so you take whoever you are and whatever you have up to that neck that next rank with you and you don't go to that you know last rank and that's the value in life and learning in the navy is like being able to learn how to work with people that are not you you know what i'm saying how to assemble a team and complete a task and that's the like the value in learning how to be a leader as well like and not taking the the puzzle and putting the pieces in or taking a Rubik's cube and just doing it, you know, just being able to watch your team, you know, blossom without you having to, you know, step in. But those are the things that, you know, you learn. And it's a hard lesson to know that when you leave a rank, you're not that, you know, when I, when I left the ranks of like being a grunt, you know, it took a while for me to find a grunt that was like me. You know, you know what I'm saying? When I left the ranks of being a work center suit, it was times I came in and work on Saturdays on sea duty and shore duty as a work center suit. Right. You know, when I left those ranks and I'm like talking to work center suits, like, yo, you know, you might have to come in on like a Saturday. They like what? <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like I, I learned that super early. So that was my um. That was my statement. Hold on to that question because I want to see if Damon got anything. Because we we yeah, are fortunate I to actually, have Damon's presence back. Yeah, man, I'm back, man. Had a little, some, you know, 
some difficulties, yeah. but I'm back. But yeah, uh, you guys made great points, man. But um, Dumbo, to your point of of outworking you and somebody is you, they're not you, uh-huh. right? So to me, that also means is if they're not you, right? And then you have an E4 that you want to be the works in a soup. The issue is now is if he jacks something up, now your LPO may be like, hey, why are you not the works in a soup? Why you got this E4 being the works in a suit when you should be the works in a suit? So you got that domino effect that can happen also because they are not you. They're not going to put that work in on the weekends and and do the things that you do. So you got to kind of like watch out for that. And that's another reason why it doesn't happen like that as much. But you also catch those people that that do come in there and they want it and they want the power. They want the responsibility. But do they want to put the work in um, also? Um, now. To the to the to the best rank and all, and all that stuff in the, in, in the navy, man. I, I I feel like is that until you get to like um uh to chief, right? Until you get to be a be a chief, you have somebody you can go to, right? So if you was an LPO, right, of a division, you can you can jack something up in a way, and you can go ask the chief, uh-huh, right? Yeah. If you're a works in a soup, you can go jack something up, but you can go ask the LPO. Right. But when you become the chief, ain't nobody else. You ain't nobody else to ask. Uh-huh. Right. You can go ask somebody, but they may not be the technical expert. That's that's you. You could be the last resort. Right. But if I had to pick a rank that was the best in the Navy, um, I will probably have to pick E3 and below, man. Mm, <laughs> and I'm going to say that because I'm, I'm going to give you my reason behind it. It's like. <sighs> Like when I say best rank, this ain't we ain't talking about money. We ain't talking about none of that stuff. I'm just talking about strictly coming to work every day. Um, I don't have only thing I'm doing is a work center soup or whoever in charge of me gonna put my work list on the board. I ain't gotta worry about no collateral duties, I ain't gotta worry about none of this, all this old crazy stuff. Only thing I'm worried about on Monday morning, if I get all this stuff done, I can go home. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about right now, right? At, at that point in time, that is what I am thinking about when I come to work every day. What does my work center soup now? My issue as an E3 and below is when my work center soup may not be that good and he may not have no work list for me. And now I got to stay there and just wait on somebody all freaking day. Yeah. You know, now I can get, I can get upset at that. But if I got a good work center soup, I come in at, uh, at the work every day. I do my job and I go home. That's the type of life I like to live, man. But you're not you know getting saying? the bag. Do what I gotta do. You get about no money. But you're right. You know what I'm saying at? you're not getting the bag. Now that's a different whole different ball game. If you're talking about getting the bag with me, you're talking about getting the bag. I'm always going to be the highest rank. You know what I'm <laughs> uh-huh. saying? Like I want to get the most, so I ain't look at it as a money thing. You know what I mean? If I look at it as a money thing, I'm always going to be the highest rank. You know what I mean? Get more money. Uh, hey, Chris, you still remember my question, right? Where did yeah yeah when do I think everything shifted? Yeah, don't answer it yet though. Don't answer it yet because I'm gonna say what I think. I think the best rank is E5. You know, I think E5 is the best rank, man. Because you getting a little bit of cheese. You know what I'm saying? I gotta use one of your words. Getting a little bit of cheese. You get into the bag just enough. You getting BAH now. Um, it ain't an E4 over four kind of vibe. You don't even gotta be married. You getting a nice amount of BAH, so you getting some money. And then you are, you at, you got the E four and below. Like as far as they they trust you, they respect you. You still got that ear, but you also have the capacity to get in the pocket of your first class, your chief, your divo. You got enough. Like you got enough. Uh, 
in like in your ranking and in who you are uh to be able to do that at that point and and but the like, the best part about it is you like really the last rank in my that's like your last rank of judgment you know what i mean like in my opinion like you could still fuck up and put your hands up like yo i did not know at all like, like i messed up yo i messed up i'm sorry i messed hey, up hey, i'm just trying hey, Domo, Domo, real quick man i, I never forget i'm in by rain i get frocked to to first uh-huh and my 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 chain ldo former ic i i i see icc dude pulled me to the side he said shiro now you can't never tell me I don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that I don't know. That that don't fly no more. It's over, yeah. man. That's, that's facts, man. It's, it's over, facts. man. The yeah. E five is the last time you could do that. You make first. Yeah. It's expected of you. You know. Yeah. It's different. Like I talked to first class is different than I talked to E five and but if my E five and yeah. below never knew this. Like I talked to my first class is different than it's a more raw conversation. Like we get into it. It's more honest. It's more yeah. raw. Mm-hmm. I really want yeah. your feedback. Let's go. Let's talk. You know, E5 is you still are like a baby. You know what I mean? You still kind of like, you know, what's going on? How can we do this? And 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 I feel like I feel like you got enough, you you get enough grace to have power. You know what I mean? And that that a lot of people don't understand what I mean about that. But like as a chief, as a senior chief, it's things you can ask for that is like, why the fuck would a chief or senior chief be asking me for this? To like a CEO, a captain, an officer, something like that. Even in first class. But let an E5 ask. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The E5 might be able to get it done. You know, and it might be progressive out of that E5. It might be like impressive. Like, damn, I got an E5 trying to be a leader. You know what I'm saying? But the moment you be a chief like that, I remember when I was an E5. I, I, I was thir- every brief, every captain's, whatever. I'm 30 questions. What we got? What we got? What we got? You know what I'm saying? As a chief, though, man, I don't like, it's not really too many questions I want to ask if I didn't already try to find a solution. You know what I'm saying? As already. An yeah, yeah. <laughs> As an E5, I ain't need a solution. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we making changes because I could ask the dumbest question at the all hands call that can actually make a change straight to the CO. You know what I mean? And we is making change. So, yeah. So for me, it's the E5. For me, it's the E5. But let's get back to that question real quick. Where do you think that we was talking about E6s, right? So if anybody listening and they kind of lost, where's talk about? We was talking about E6s, like being like in this in this time, they was like the Celestials, man. We talk about like 07 through 09, you know, 07 through 11 through 12. E6s were like whatever senior chiefs probably get looked at like nowadays, in my opinion. Right. They was like the Celestials, man. But where do you think we lost that at? I'm going to say around about that time. Mm-hmm. I say 07, 08 is probably where you stop seeing the first class really have that authority, have that you, autonomy. You know what I mean? Do you think it's have, only because, I'm sorry to cut you, but do you think it's only because we were making rank faster? Or is I, more think than that, I don't think that there's no one single thing that, that did it. I think there's a combination of things. And I think that's that's one of the major things that did it. 
Um, guys were making rank faster. Um, you were seeing guys who weren't necessarily as qualified as they should have been um, in their rating community. Um, you, you hear this all the time, especially with first classes. Um, you saw guys who were getting uh, – they were getting more attention – you know, in the boards based on collateral duties and awards and, you know, and it wasn't about what they actually did for the guys. It wasn't about what they actually did um, for their divisions, departments, and work centers. You know, it was more so about, you know, who who looks the best, you know what I mean? Who, who can be politic the best? And mm-hmm. so – and, and I tell people this, in my my opinion, and I don't want no chiefs to think that I'm being funny about this. I I've seen somewhere on social media where somebody had posted and said, uh, "Is it me, or does it seem like chiefs are doing more deck plate type work than what they used to back in the day?" And I thought about that, and. I said to myself, well, yeah, I think that is an accurate assessment. You do see Chief, well, at least in my experience here in the past six or seven years, I think you have been seeing Chiefs on the deck place more recently. As to where 16 years ago when I first came in, you rarely ever saw the Chief. Mm-hmm. It was really your first class you saw on the deck place. And I had to think to myself, now, why is that? We were advancing so many first classes to Chiefs so fast before they even really had an opportunity to be battle-tested in leadership in roles as work center supervisor, in roles as LPO. You see what I'm saying? And back to Damon's point, when you make Chief, and please, I don't want nobody to think that I'm, uh, I have an insight to what the Chiefs do because I'm not one, but you know, as a first class, we sit so close to you guys that we can kind of see it. You know what I mean? So back to Damon's point, when you make chief, when the captain's asking you a question, you got to have an answer. When your chief engineer, your department head is asking you a question, you got to have an answer. Mm-hmm. When you're in first class, you still got to have an answer, but you have somebody there to help you find an answer before the big guys get it. And what I think is happening is, these first classes have been pushed to chief so fast that, again, they hadn't been battle-tested. You see what I'm saying? They hadn't been battle-tested in leadership, and now they have to go back and actually be on the deck plates with us mm-hmm. to make sure they know what's going on, to make sure they got a good feel of what's happening with the guys. That way, when the captain asks them a question or the department head asks them a question, they're not during the headlights. And... Going back to my comment earlier about the ranking thing in terms of if I make chief, what I want to give back to the first class is that relationship. And I think the biggest disconnect is the relationship between the first class and the chief. Man, I try to make sure. (laughs) So you answering a question I was about to ask you. So uh, go ahead. I just wanted you to know I was going to ask you that. So go ahead. I'm listening. So my thing is if the first class got a good relationship with the chief, Remember, we're talking about over-communicating. If I'm communicating with my chief and I'm saying, hey, chief, uh, this guy has this personal issue going on. This uh, young lady has this personal issue going on. 
this guy has this professional thing going on. I'm working on this with this guy. I'm working on this. By the way, we have this going on down in the space with this piece of equipment. We got a job in for this. We got. If I'm over-communicating all this stuff to my chief, there's no reason for my chief to be in the space. The only thing my chief really need to do for me at that point is be that extra power when I need it, when I can't. Like when you said, Damo, we can't go... <laughs> Ask things of the department mm-hmm. head and, and 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 the CMC and the captain and all that. When I really need the big guns to go in there and and, and make something happen for my guys or for myself, my chief should be able to go in there and do that and do it confidently because he knows what's going on with with my guys because he knows he can trust me to communicate with him. Mm-hmm. And when I need him to be down there on the deck place with me, he's down there. And I, I've seen some of it. I've seen some of it. In, the, in this new era, but not as much as probably what it was back in the day. So to answer your question, where do I think it stopped? Probably 07, 08. Why do I think it stopped? Because we were promoting too fast. Guys had not been about I can give you an example of a guy I know who in 10 years jumped up the chief as an engineer, only been one C tour on a carrier before he got to the precom. When he got to the precom as an engineer, spent no more than probably about six months in M division before he messed deck master it on, came out of mess deck master it on, went to A gang as an LPO with no A gang experience. But this guy is sailor of the year. This guy is now. They send him to the foundry court. They're building this guy up. And now when we make this guy a chief, we're expecting this guy to lead. Mm-hmm. But where is that battle testing? In your community. Yeah. In the yeah, platform I, I, in I the community of all places. So, I mean, that, that's just my two cents. I hope I answered your question. I, I don't yeah. know if I did or not. But. No, you did. Uh, you, I, I just yeah. took a note because I know Damon got something to say, but I got something to say. Yeah. Yeah, well, to, to that point, old is that 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 first class you got it as ten year chief or whatever the case would be. I don't blame him. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? No. I blame I blame I most definitely blame um people that's ahead of him, people who's writing his evals, people who's doing all these things that to, to put him in that line, knowing he wasn't battle tested as as we speaking about. Um, but it's not only first class not battle tested, man. It's chiefs not battle tested too. Believe, yeah, yeah, that's I'm telling you. Did. Trust me and believe me. It's it's some it's some chiefs not battle tested out there. Um, making right, making rank, promotion fast, and all that type of stuff. Now, when it comes to the deck play leadership, yeah, that, that came out a while. They want you know the chiefs to be more involved and 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 all that type of stuff. Um, but that that came that came around, man. When we start doing stuff to to make chief right, and then you brought up a point: collateral duties, man. Like now, your job is damn near below fifty percent. Mm-hmm. that you need to know now it's more about those collateral duties and these other things that you have to do and your job is not important but my point that i try to make to my first class as dc and hts and all these guys is that young sailors follow knowledge right they will go if you know what you're talking about if you know how you can help their career they will follow you they'll run through brick walls for you and stuff right but if you're not knowledgeable, those sailors will point that shit out so freaking fast. And then I will have my E5 knocking on my door, talking to me, trying to give me information. And I know the first thing I'm going to say, do 
DC one know this, mm-hmm. right? But DC one or HT one, whoever probably already lost their respect. You know what I mean? So I try to t- talk to them like that and let them know, hey, you have to know this stuff. But also it comes from the big wigs up putting these collateral duties more on the forefront. You know what I mean? Making these ladders, you know what I mean? Saying you need these, all these check marks, right? And then people don't know their damn job, right? Then you have all the old school people like these LDOs and all these guys. I don't give a fuck about collateral duties. But guess what? In today's Navy, if you don't give a fuck about these collateral duties, you'll be a first class a little bit longer. Yeah. You may be the most knowledgeable person in the building, but you will probably be the first class for a long time. Right. So you have to know how to to adjust and know how to adapt and all that type of stuff. But I think we are trying to shade back a little bit towards your knowing your rate, though. I feel like people are talking about it a whole lot more than we used to talk about it. Mm Um, so I think it's coming back, man, but, but you are right, man. We got six year chiefs out here. We got guys have no, like, and then this is what kills me, man, about the whole, the whole thing is like, you can be an E3 for your first ship, right? You, you transfer, you make E5, you transfer to shore duty. A lot of time you E5, you transfer, you may not have been to the works in a soup yet. Yeah. 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 Right. Then you go to shore duty. Pick up furs. Now you back on the ship as the LPO yeah. in the division. No work center soup experience. No, and you know, in, in our race, being engineers, you gotta know skid. You gotta yeah. know how to write jobs. You gotta know all this stuff. And you go back to the ship and don't have a clue. Now you done lost the respect of your junior guys because your fireman probably out there writing jobs. Your fireman probably know skid and all this type of stuff. So now you done lost their respect. So it's a it's a it's a big deal, man. It's a big time deal, but. That's why the Chiefs are going back to the deck place because guess what? The captain only want results. Yep. Your chief engineer only want results. He don't care how he get them, right? He don't care if you down there. He don't care if I'm down there doing the maintenance. As long as the maintenance is done. And, and see, right? Damon, that, that's kind of and Damon. I don't uh, want to cut y'all, but that, that's exactly my point. That, that that was my point to why I believe we're seeing a lot of Chiefs going back to the deck plate. Look, you guys are not gonna go in a in a meeting. <laughs> With the captain, you guys are not gonna go, you know what I'm saying, meeting with the department head and they get to asking y'all questions and y'all don't know what the hell going on. Because y'all yeah. ain't been so what do you have to do now? You have to be there. You have to make okay, I've never really managed scared before. I'm a chief, I've never really managed scared before. Let me go down here and take a look at this work center. Let me see how this yeah. work center actually is supposed to be ran. Yeah. Oh no, 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 Ian one we gonna do this. Chief, I don't think it's a no, no, no. We are going to do this. <laughs> All yeah. right, Chief. That's, and and, and yeah. it, it's, it goes back to what, what I was saying earlier about that balancing act when when Damo was asking about um, the, the whole know. aspect of outshining the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to play that delicate game game to where, yeah, I probably know a little bit more about what's going on than what this guy do, but again, this guy writes my eval. Or not write him, yeah, yeah. he's going to edit my eval. Uh, yeah. This is the guy that's going to make the suggestion whether I deserve a nomination for a sailor of the quarter or not. This is the guy that's going to submit the award, or at least if I submit my own award, he's the one that's going to have some kind of input on whether I deserve to get it or not. You see what I'm saying? So, I, I, I I'm hoping that we're going back to kind of a little bit of the old school way to where 
a lot of the accountability of the deck plate is put on. But and this is my other piece to that. Because the Chiefs are having to come back to the deck plates, and I don't want to make this look like I'm bagging on Chiefs, which is why I have to say this, it's watering us down as first classes too. First classes are not performing the way first classes should be performing. And I'm not using that as a blanket statement to my peers in no way because I know a lot of great first classes that's really putting it in and, and really busting their ass and doing what they got to do. And, and they are making some incredible junior sailors in, into senior sailors, you know what I mean? But there are a lot of us out there that are that are not really performing the way we should. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. So, so, so the ahead. point that y'all both made that I, I don't want to uh, get too far away from, I'm gonna make a point. Um, I, I believe that Chiefs, you know, they tell us to um, cling. You know, be they always push it like, yeah, you know, your devil should be attached to your hip when your devil for support and keep your devil around and stuff like that. And I just want to make the point that like Chiefs are making sure. That whenever we are able to, that we defer our divo to our uh, first classes, um, our second classes, right? And I say that for a reason, right? I say that because we always say this, like the way, and I, I believe in that purity shit. I do. I believe that, like you know, you you you're your divo's first impression, uh, meaning that your divo when they become a captain, they gonna remember that experience, right? And they usually talk to us about that when they come to like setting a good impression on your divo, so they don't think. Chiefs are bad, our enlisted sellers are bad. So when they become a captain, they could be a good captain. But think about this. If I'm a chief and I introduce my devo to my division and my devo is only always around me and my devo only connects subject matter with me, work ethic with me, being able to step up in times of hard time with me, when that devo moves on and becomes a captain, when the going gets rough, who the devo going to think to call? The devil going to think to call the chief. Well, who that captain going to think to call at that point? A chief. Like, well, when I was running in divisions, it was the chiefs that was the ones that was the go-to guys when it when it counted. So whenever we can, I believe we should defer our devils to our first classes. And if, if we're not doing that, make sure that the first class is being able to get a devil training and being able to uh kind of teach the devil stuff and stuff like that as while while the devil still remain in that authority in that division because that's what the division officer is there for. Hey, hey I wanna I wanna add a couple of things. Hey for Chris man that communication piece that you talked about earlier man man I wish all my first classes had that shit first off. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say that man that was that, that's how you want to lay it down. But that's how you get back to it though. Right. And and I'm, I'm gonna say this man is 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 it's levels to this shit, right? Yeah. Right. When I say this, I, I'm gonna say it like this: If my first class or whoever I got working my, you know, working the guys and, and giving me this information, communicating with me, um, if they can't do it correctly, right? Because I have to, I'm always gonna have to 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 report to somebody or or update somebody on something. So if I'm not getting that communication, what's gonna happen is, and, and I have done this before, where before I go to quarters, I have had my first class in the office. We talked about what we're going to do today. I have had at at at, at eleven o'clock. We're going to muster. I'm going to have my first class come talk to me until I know what's going on. And then before they get off, they're going to come talk to me and find out what's going on before we leave for the day. That's what I mean by levels. Now, if I'm confident in my guy 
he ain't got to worry about it. He's just going to keep me informed. He's going to stop by anytime mm-hmm. and, 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 and do his thing. Right. That's what I mean by levels. So it's levels for me. If you don't do it, this is how we going to do it. Mm-hmm. If you do it, you good to go. Right. But I will never take the legs under my first class. I want them to be great, man. I want to, I want to, you know, to, to do all to, to do all right. But I'm going to help them too, though. You know what I mean? I'm going to help these guys get to this level because everybody don't have the same background. And what Dumbo said earlier that I learned later in my career, everybody is not me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that is so, and look, I learned that late as hell in my career because I used to always say when I was a first class, I did it like this. I used to tell my other first classes this, right? And then one day, my first class, one, one of my guys said something to me one day. And he didn't say he didn't say I'm not you. He didn't say nothing that then to that effect. But it made me think about that though. Yeah. Like, you know what, man? Like, like these guys are, you know, different from I am. They and, and not saying that's a bad thing. They just got new ways of doing things. Yeah. The way I do things is not gonna be the way. As long as we get the same goal, we good to go. Can, but can Chris, I, I wanna just I, just wanna I, step on that a little bit more, man, about that communication piece, man. I think that's the biggest disconnect between everything is that communication piece where I don't have to come to the deck place as much. And let, the only thing I want to really come to deck place for is to learn to know my sailors and let them know I got their back having good conversations about what you do last night or what you doing this weekend and all this type of stuff. You know what I mean? That's the type of stuff I want to come down into the deck place and talk about and training, and, right? We have any kind of train, man, I love that. We got training set up. You get me down there in a the room with them. And I, I love talking about stuff like that and leadership stuff like that. But the technical stuff, I expect the the, the first class to, to run with that shit. And let, let me ask you guys a question. Being being chiefs, do you guys ever notice or ever get a feeling that sometimes the first classes that you guys are in charge of, and this is to the communication piece, do you get a impression that sometimes some of these guys are scared or they, they act a little timid? To communicate with you, yeah, most definitely. Um, but that's that's where, like, my <laughs> first let me say it like this: like, I'm talking about me when I say this is um, my guys know, like, I joke with them, I but when I'm joking with them, it's more to make them more comfortable to come talk to me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my first thing is I'm gonna make them more comfortable to come talk to me because you're right, people see rank and they get a little shy, they get a little this and that, but I want them to be comfortable. Um, when they come talk to me, and it's things I do the way I act and stuff like that. But they also know when shit hit the fan, you know they gonna be in. And they, I just call we call them a little spot five alpha. If you be in five alpha for the wrong reason, <laughs> you know it could be some problems. But other than that, they can come knock on the door anytime, and we can bullshit around. We can come talk shop stuff. We can talk personal stuff. So if you don't have that kind of that kind of relationship already. Man, guys gonna fucking they gonna hold stuff back. They're not gonna tell you the whole thing. They're gonna it's all type of stuff because they don't know who you are. Right. Right. And it's one thing I one thing I used to talk about uh when I'm talking to first class is being consistent, right? As a chief, you want me to be consistent so you know who I am, right? Every day. So if I go tell, you know, chief this stuff, I know what I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. If you're not consistent and I might blow off the handle about something, you don't wanna come talk to me. I don't know what chief may think. But being consistent, man, help you communicate with me more. Yeah, um, I totally agree with what Damon was saying. Um, I, I totally um, connect with everything that Damon was saying. Um, 
I think trust is a big thing. Um, I think trust is a major yeah. thing that a lot of people yeah. downplay. And it, it, so it's built. You know what I mean? Like, as much as we think you come in with it and all of that, your rank, it's built. You know, I've, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen a first class not trust me and then develop trust in the relationship change. You know, um, I've lost trust from people. I've lost trust for people. Um and you see those relationships. So I've been where I've saw, I saw like a first class not want to tell me something to a first class feeling like they could tell me anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's weird. It's kind of weird with me and Damon because we we like more of like personable kind of people. Um, and I know that. Yeah. So yeah. it's different when it comes to the things, you know, people could say. I think like a lot of people still like your first class might not want to give you the egg in a face story. You know what I mean? Like if, if they were doing great, if we doing great, we all home runs, all home runs. Then that moment that we don't hit is kind of, I had a, one of my first classes, alpha, alpha, real, real alpha. But whenever it was bad news and, you know, and he had something to do with it, he never really shied away from saying it. But he would, he would first, he'd be like, yo chief, I fucked up. You know, we fucked up, you know, but it was a different tone when he delivered it. But I knew he wasn't like scared to say it. It just came with a different tone. And I think when my first classes broke down to me that they weren't, because I had two when I was on a ship. And when they broke down to me that they wasn't me, the same conversation that Damon, because I was you know, a young chief with two first classes. Um, but the same conversation Damon's saying, like they had to tell me, like, yo. And I think another one of my sellers told me, like, yo, you know, they don't like it when you say that, when you was a first class, this, that, that. But after they broke that down to me, I think, and it really humbled me. And then um, one of my first classes told me, uh, he was like, yo, you just be talking. Like, you said this to me. Like, we was talking. He was like, yo, you just be talking like crazy. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> and, and, and I translated that to like, you know, I translated that to like, yo, you talk like you can't get hit. Like, like you talk like you can't get punched in the face. You know what I mean? And that's how I translated it. And I thought I've been punched in the face before. You know what I mean? And that was one of the biggest lessons of my life. You know what I'm saying? I learned the difference between uh, what I'm comfortable saying um, and what I'm not comfortable saying in relationship to what I'm prepared to do if after. You know what I mean? So And so when that first class told me that, it brought me to a level of like, damn, like, yeah, what I want this to be the conversation. Or whatever right. like that, you know, but then it got to a point, it got to a point, I think we went through every, every level. So we went through the learning level. We went through the level where the first class expect me to like fly off the handle. And I actually did. Then we went to the level where my first class noticed is something that chief would have flown off the handle for before, but I didn't. And then like, we both just sighing and like disappointment or whatever. So, and then like, it's just a, like a, a love connection is like a whole i hope i hope we answering your question <laughs> you know what i'm saying but it's like yeah. a whole love connection like when my first class come in like hey chief we really like we fucked up and i'm like wow what happened you know and but we like we in it together you know and then that's why yeah. I'm, that's what i mean about trust because we all got the same goal you know what i mean so if if you fail i fail if i fail you fail so that's a trust thing but i don't want to leave did we answer your question yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it answered. And it was a question for me, but I know we speaking to an audience. 
So I I, I want to speak as if my peers, you know what I'm saying, can, can have it, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I noticed that with some guys that, that are first classes, that are sitting in the LPO position, I mean, we have to talk to you guys. Yeah. And like, like you say, Domo, like – some of them conversations aren't going to be really great conversations because it's, it's either we bringing bad news to you or it's something that we done dropped the ball on. But at the end of the day, like like Damon was saying, communication is the biggest part. And so I just wanted to know from you guys' perspective, like, because you guys, a lot of what you guys do depends on us as LPOs. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. get that feeling with somebody, some of us? Yeah, man, well, why does this guy act so timid? Why why always got because you know how it is. You got a junior guy that works for you, you ask for information and they giving you the vagueness, or they not giving you what you know it's not the full story, you know it's more to you know what I mean? Like yeah. why is this guy not communicating like he needs to communicate with you? It's because they don't I, trust I, us. Yeah, yeah. It's because they don't trust you. If you don't communicate with you, if for your guys that's listening and anybody and that if 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 Ask yourself, do you really trust your chief? You know what I mean? And that's probably what it is. Um, I think about it because you brought up a point, and I don't want to get away from it, but it all, all this kind of ties in together. We just hit the hour mark, and I don't even think we hit no topics, right? But all this kind of ties in together, right? <laughs> so you brought up a point about you, – you said something that I'm, I appreciate hearing you say. You just talk about this the person that's writing my eval. This the person that's writing my award. This the person, right? When I think about that, and I've been thinking about that recently a whole lot, like, is nobody more surprised at the eval debrief than the first class that Chief been telling them that they was fucking up for a whole year straight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you like and, and, and that's what I mean by trust them. Like, like now you at the eval debrief and you looking over like, damn, I'm I'm at a P. Well, what is what has Chief been now? If you a chief and you ain't been communi- communicating this, you're messed up. You know, you you, you should do better. But if you if you're a first class and you've been hearing your chief say something about you need to get better with this, you don't have this. Uh, grab this by the handle. Uh, put your foot on the gas with this. I'm tired of getting late stuff. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. And you like just thinking that like chief just bitching or is going in one ear and one out, and out the other. When you go and and you thinking you could work around it, like yo, I'm gonna get the guys to do. It. I'm gonna get. Like, yo, if you're not listening and taking heed to what that chief was saying, don't be surprised at that eval debrief when you get an eval that you don't like. Because cause a chief, I, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I'm not throwing my hands up at no eval debrief like like it ain't on me. You know what I mean? If you got a, if you got now, if I thought I had you at an EP and then you came down to an MP, or I thought I had a, had you at like something different. But if you like like bottom P, I had something to do with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you were bottom P, I I'm, I was a part of that. I'm not going to no e- eval debrief that I can't. Me and Damon been in eval ranking boards debriefs, all that stuff, all that stuff. I'm holding my own. You know what I mean? But and then even outside of me is still, you know, the command. And you now that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, your presentation of who you are from your chief to the command. You know what I mean? So like you said, a whole lot has to be put into that relationship between first classes and chiefs. And damn, I think that's kind of like the pseudo theme of our uh, episode. But a whole lot got to be put into that. Like massage, like a whole big effort 
you know, um, of like talking, trusting, um, being able to gel together, being able to listen to each other, both of y'all talk, being able to trust that change can happen. Cause that's another thing. Like, I hope I ain't making too many points and got y'all minds racing, but people don't trust change. You know, I used to sit with all my first classes and be like, yo, tell me how I'm messing up. Tell me what I could do better, you know? And, and if they don't, like, I'm like, yo, tell me. I'll be so emotional, man. <laughs> hey, damn, I'll be so emotional too. Like, yo, tell me, man. Like, what can I do better? This is the time to say it. You know what I mean? And a lot of people got that thought, like, even if I tell you, it ain't really going to change. That's them other people that you used to, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's them yeah. other people you Ooh, used that, to mess that, with. That used to get me fired yeah. up right there. That, that ain't me. That up. ain't me. Let me that's know. We're going to put that effort in and make that change. And then if I start backsliding, let me know. Like, yo, chief, you told me. Me and my EM1, me and we had an issue. I'm, I'm done after this. I'll let somebody else go. But me and my EM1, we had an issue that... It, it was a gradual thing that was happening. His timing was like kind of, his timing was perfect to him when it happened, but it was imperfect to everybody else, including the junior seller. But we had an issue where he was doing things sometime that I ain't agree with. And publicly, I would not agree with it, right? So it'd be a serious thing, right? That I would publicly disagree with. Then every now and then it'd be like, like me and Damon kind of saying, we fuck around, we joke. So every now and then it'd be like a joke thing. But he like, eventually when these things start adding up, it don't matter if you joking around or you not joking around. You know what I mean? So I think one time something happened and it was more than, I don't even know if it was specific. It, it, it was a couple of things that happened and I'm addressing a division, but I'm addressing like one of the things that it was him who did and, and, you know, some things that it was, you know, other people and he flipped, he flipped like right there, you know, and we talked later. He's like, yo, chief, man, like you're not like, it's, you know, you're not going to keep, uh, you know, how people we talk. <laughs> I don't. He, he's like, you keep on like putting my stuff out in front of the division. Like all of us got to learn, you know what I mean? So this is me, you know, this is just me just taking ownership is that you keep on talking about things that, you know, and I'm like, well, he, he, he like, well, why? I'm like, well, I feel like it's a blanket thing that everybody need to know. Like, it's not like, you know, but he like, yo, this my stuff. And really what it's doing is it's taking away from how people look at him and it's adding to how, you know, are kind of, you know, reassuring how people look at me, but it's not helping him at all, you know? And I'm like, damn, like, yo, how come you ain't tell me this earlier? It's things that I, like, honestly, like, don't even really know I'm doing because we just got, like, a family kind of vibe. And I'm and I'm super transparent. So when he told me that, I'm like, all right, I need to watch what I say. You know what I'm saying? And from that moment on, I did it. Like, I took strides. Like, I didn't really do the jokes no more. If it was real, you know, serious stuff, it didn't happen. And then our relationship just blossomed from, like, we still communicate. But our relationship just blossomed from there. But if he didn't take the time out to tell me that, cause he didn't think I would care, listen to him, or he didn't believe that I could like do something different, whether I felt like I was right or I felt like I was wrong, I changed that shit. And then our relationship took a whole nother turn cause he was able to trust me and he was able to see that I could change. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, we, we might've whipped this one to death, but I think the the biggest the biggest takeaway is that relationship between the first class and the chief and the communication. 
You know what I mean? And I think the we can turn this ship around and kind of course correct if we continue to make sure that that relationship is strong, is good. The first class can go talk to the chief anytime. The chief can depend on the first class and, and, and know that the information that they get is going to be enough to make them, you know, look good. You know, when they talking to the, the senior folks, that relationship piece is the biggest to me. The biggest yeah, takeaway. Be honest, no matter how brutal, you know, no matter how brutal it is. All right. All right. All right so we got to get out of this, right? I, I, this was, I like this, man. This was a great topic, man. That's why we do this right here, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, who, you know, you can't write this. You can't make this up. All right. So let's get to some, um, some fun stuff real quick. Um, I got an article put up. I don't even know if y'all tracking this, right? Engineer, Navy warship fire might be electrical, not arson. Did y'all see that? I didn't see that one, but I did hear somebody came out and said something about the truth, but I didn't hear that. Yeah, well, is, that the, well, is that the bomb? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, you got the one dude who 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 initially say he saw him. Yeah, but he initially said I don't know if it was him. He did. He was yeah. he, he wasn't trying to snitch, right? Like in the beginning. Yeah. So I don't know if it was him. And then I guess you know the it's like big news, big time stuff is. Conscious probably weighed on him. He like, nah, yeah, nah, it was him for sure. You know what I mean? So that's the mm-hmm. one story you talk about, right? Because they started yeah. the proceedings. Nah, but this says <clears throat> an electrical engineer who examined the, the BHR after it was destroyed by fire last year testified Wednesday that it might have started with a faulty cable. Come on, EMs. While a former federal fire investigator said he also found no data to back the government's finding that it was arson. And this off military.com. Let that man free. How I stop screaming that? It says, hey, that's the Hey, at the end of the day, man, like they have it on base, man. So this whole thing, I'm in San Diego. So this whole thing, man, they've been like shutting certain parts of the base down and all type of stuff with this guy having this. Uh, his hearing that man, and I, I tell you, man, we live by the facts, though, man. You can't, you can't, you can't um go in there and go in on this cat without having them facts, like all, like especially in this big of a case. It says, uh, it says Andre Thorson was hired by the defense attorneys representing a junior seller accused of setting the fire aboard an amphibious assault ship. He told a military court during a preliminary hearing that he found highly combustible lithium-ion batteries with their caps blown off and a copper cable with a melted in in the engine of a forklift, indicating it may have sparked a fire. He says they cannot be eliminated as a source of fire. He's examined 3,000 fire scenes as a forensic electrical engineer. Got a background to follow. Woo-hoo! I'm talking Yo, that's about, crazy. Man. Like that kind of that's like all the new findings in the Megan Tory yeah. case. Like that kind of it's gonna get hey, it's gonna get more crazy than that, man. It's gonna get crazy. I, yeah, because now we're starting to get information. I used to say this yeah. all the time. Those in-serve inspections, you know, the stuff that's supposed to go out to the public for the tax dollars <laughs> to justify the tax dollars that we get. If people only knew sometimes. Like what the, the the condition of of the the material is, and then when you get people from the outside to actually do this on a civilian level, <laughs> and and they can translate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, it's like uh, how them insert reports really looking is going out, because the bomb yeah, is yeah. an old ship, right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, look, I had this conversation, man. I don't, I don't get to like, like point fingers and stuff like that, man. But I, I do say this, man. If they had like a lot of petroleum products, anything in one space, man, hey, that's a no, no, all the way around, though. I mean, in any navy ship, not I'm talking any navy ship, you can't just put that stuff in like any location, like any, and then. To be honest, man, I know people probably get a little backlash from this, though. Even the fire safety people that come on board and walk those ships where you're in the yards every day. You know what I'm saying? Every day they grab the fire marshal and they walk the ship. Yeah. Every day they do this. Every day. So you telling me that you saw this and, they, and, 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 and the ship said, yeah, that's what we stored at and that was okay? No. that's That can't be okay, man. Damn it. How many reports that shit was in? You know what I'm saying? That can't be okay. Damon, they, they are supposed to be walking with the fire marshal and making those hits oh, and correcting those. <laughs> How many times have you been in the shipyard? <laughs> no, I'm saying that. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm saying that because they used to be on my ass. Yeah, yeah. They used to come to the quarter deck and they used to ask for my fire marshal. Hey, do the fire marshal lay the quarter deck. And they used to come on board and do this yeah, shit. You know why and that's why I'm like. You know what? Because it's supposed to get done. So it's like a check in yeah. the box, man. Like yeah, yeah, long, yeah, it's yeah, like if definitely. it's like so so the the, the BHR was commissioned in nineteen ninety eight, uh fifteen August nineteen ninety-eight, right? But it's like a check in the box, man. It's like if for instance, it's like, hey, you could telework for five days a week, but you uh every day you need to call at eleven, fifteen, and seventeen and check in. And speak to somebody. Man, them people adamant about that phone call. 11, 15, 17, 11, 15. This is what I have to do. I'm doing it. And that's some of those people that come in. Some now, now I mean, some safety inspectors, yes, but every ship all yeah. the time. And then we talking about the bomb heart Rashad too. How big that motherfucker yeah. is. Yeah. DDG, you go to DDG, you could go to that thing in 30 minutes, man. Yeah. Walk around, you good. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and you know how some watches went. You know, we're not going to act like. Somebody might not have gun deck they third round or they second round. Yeah. You know, people be but, like, pe- people got that rule to, I'm going to do a good first round. I'm going to do a good last <laughs> round. So when you got an inspector on a ship. Watch out, double. Watch out, double. But that's what people do. When you got an inspector on a ship Monday through Friday, Thursday, sa- Sunday morning, he's like, this ain't probably changed much since. Saturday. But, but let, me, let me ask y'all a yeah. question. This this happened on the vehicle storage area, in the vehicle storage area, right? Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I think it. so. Yeah. I get it. The bottom is a big ship, but there are some space locations you just <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and and, and, that, and yeah. the B is one of them locations that if you noticing there's some there's some oily rags laying around, fire hazards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, now that's I a big miss. I hate to say this, but sometimes when people get into their negligent bag, it don't matter the weight, the cost, the how much they know about what they being negligent about. They just now we now we being negligent, like 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 and then don't and I don't know if that was it was a case of that, but sometimes that happens where it's like man, it is what it is. It's like when people be stealing, like like from like a job or stealing from somewhere. It might have started with. A customer left their change, and then it goes into I'm voiding out purchases. Then it goes into uh, I'm just ripping this three hundred. Then it goes into 
Dag, the owners here, I'm still about to slide some money in this situation. Yeah. So when people start getting into they, it, it, depending on you know what happens um, or what happened, it's moments where people just be negligent, man. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, but I agree totally. But yeah, I mean it's investigations. So you know, I mean we we just out here throwing out all these fucking accusations, like. <laughs> we don't know yet. But when I find it, well, when that report come out, I'm gonna be on y'all ass, Mr. Postman. Remember that a shit. A whole lot is gonna <laughs> unfold, though. All right, so I, I, yeah, it is. I was talking about teleworking, right? Um, and um, I don't, I don't know if uh, this is everybody, but uh, what do y'all, what do y'all think about snow days? Um, if teleworking is in effect. Should people still? I know you in San Diego, sunny San Diego. I don't know when the last time you saw snow. But um, yeah. do you think people should still get snow? So, so uh, what a snow day used to be was a place like Philly, Maryland, New York, wherever it's cold at and snowy and stuff, not San Diego, of course. But what a snow day used to be was you wake up in the morning, like seven o'clock, you see schools closing. You might see, you know, jobs, you know, being uh, told you got come in two hours late, whatever. Your command call you like, yo, you don't got to come to work. It's inclement weather or whatever. And then you had an off day. You was at home chilling right but uh i can see it's a lot of commands now going to where if you telework then that snow day that don't matter you know what i'm saying take your laptop home and then you telework it or you need to take leave if it's inclement <laughs> weather right what y'all take on that hey man this this is a crazy this is crazy right here what i'm hearing right now man it's crazy so i'm i'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out, man, because you're right. I don't have snow days. So so what is the big deal of having that snow day? Meaning you ain't got to log on to your computer? Is that is that what is that what we getting out of it? Like if it's a snow day, I'm off. I ain't looking at nothing. Because you already teleworking, right? So you're already at home. You already, you know, you already at the crib. You're uh -huh. already chilling. So I don't logging onto your computer and checking your email shouldn't be a big deal or whatever. But so you, it's no day is nothing though. That what it mean? Like you don't have to. Well, do anything. No day used to be. I would put on a sweater akin to like your sweater that you yeah. get on. I would get some hot cocoa. I would turn yeah, on yeah, yeah, a Christmas yeah. story or what a wonderful life, <laughs> and I'm chilling. That was a snow day. Now, 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 now. First off, I agree. I think that since we telework now, I'm, I'm gonna make that clear. I think that since we are authorized to telework, that. If it's a snow day, we could just telework. I mean, I I, I believe in that, but that mean that come yeah. with some kind of contingencies because you got to know the weather, you got to have your laptop at home and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I agree, but that's what a snow day used to be: chill, relax. The world could take a break, or just your neighborhood or wherever the, the weather's inclement at could take a little break, and y'all could chill. That was a snow day. Now the snow day is business as usual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's how I roll. That's how I, that's how I will look at well, it. Well, too, Chris, man. I would think of it as business. You're you're somewhere that you could be affected by the snow, right? Uh, no, well, I'm down here in Florida, so oh, you're in Florida. Yeah. Ain't no snow. Oh, ain't yeah, no yeah, snow yeah, out yeah, there either. But, but what's your I, thoughts on that? If you already teleworking, you got the capabilities to work from home, mm -hmm. and snow has impacted, you know, your transit to the ship or, or to. Your building or your shop or whatever. No, no snow, no such thing as snow day. Yeah. You got capabilities to work from home. No, we're not doing that. 
So now, I will say this. I, I have been in a situation when I was stationed in Virginia, um, when I was in the shipyard. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Nor'easters up there. And yeah, Virginia yeah, is yeah. a very low-lying area, and it floods out really bad. I have been in situations where you literally cannot get to base because the water was so high. You see what I'm saying? You know, That's in those cool. situations, if you can't telework and you got to get to the ship, you know what I mean? It's, it all yeah. depends on what the scenario is, but yeah, like like Damon was saying, if you got the capabilities to work from home, no, you won't take no days. Yeah, take leave, take leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that makes sense. To kick your feet up, man. I saw this. I saw an article where this dude he he um he got hurt at home while he was teleworking and got workers comp. What y'all think about that? <laughs> he got hurt at home. He, so he got hurt going from his bedroom. I think he was going downstairs to his office to to telework. Or he was on a clock or something like that. But I think it was uh because they call they you know they called a trip from your bed to your to your desk, your commute, your commute to work, right? So this this dude got hurt down. They said he was if he was leaving his office and going to his kitchen. That would have technically been his lunch break. He's off the clock. But he was going from the bedroom to the office, and he got hurt. And he getting work his comp. He got hurt teleworking. What y'all think? Man, I think we charting new territory with yeah. uh, the whole teleworking thing, with the way technology is today to where you can telework from home. Like, we charting new territories to where, like, technically, yes, he was on the clock. Yeah, makes sense. If he got yeah. hurt, if he was in the building, <laughs> this would be no no discussion, right? So yeah, yeah, it just make it just make us think, man. Just it just make us like we gotta be like these um these COVID instructions, man. We just gotta explain everything, right? Everything has to be explained. A B C D G, everything, dude, mm-hmm. all the way down. You know what I mean? We gotta explain everything in 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 and for teleworking too. And I'm, I'm assuming they do though, man. Like I I got a lot of contractors work with us, man. They they are on the clock and 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 they're if they're not at they teleworking and their job every day to do NKO courses if they're not on the ships. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they have to do all these NKO courses and stuff. So they're doing something and they have a policy, a teleworking policy, and I, I haven't read it, but I, I'm assuming it's pretty pretty intense. Yo, so speaking on uh Speaking on uh, COVID instructions, right? Did you read the latest Nav Admin? Yeah. What is it? The 28321 or whatever? Did, uh, yeah. Did you see the they, flow uh, chart? The, like, did you, like, so, you know, in, in line with the Nav Admin, they put out the yeah. other thing, like the FAQ, the questions, and all of that stuff. Did you see that flow chart, man? I didn't see I didn't see the flow chart, but you pretty much can, if you read that Nav Admin, you pretty much can flow. It, it flows on 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 what they doing and what they can do and can't do and and all this type of stuff. But I didn't I ain't see the actual flow chart though. I I don't I don't know why the Navy um does flow charts, man. Like I I, I yeah. just don't think we get them right, man. Like like our flow charts is be like two paths. It's like if this is this but below this, you go yes. this way. Then no, you go, this way. you go down. Like, then you go yeah. this way. Hey, this flow chart, whenever you get a chance, man, it's a flow chart or whenever anybody get a chance, it's a flow chart for the CCDA, the final approval flow chart. Go find it. Yeah. It's more than one flow chart. It's actually, it's like two. 
These the biggest damn flowcharts I've ever seen, man. It's about 40 <laughs> bubbles and like 16 paths, man. We do yeah. not get flowcharts. The oil sample yeah. flowchart. Like, like yeah. we do not get flow. How many? I've been lost yeah. on these flowcharts, man. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, when COVID and, and you, and you know, I, I ain't even seen, I haven't even seen the flow chart that you're talking about. But reading that crazy. nav admin, that flow chart has to be crazy, yeah, because that nav admin crazy, yeah. It's like saying this damn near the same thing a million freaking times. Hey, dude, man. I'm gonna I'm so send you this flow chart right now, man. I, 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 I it's right. funny, I already sent it to you, um, but uh, you just ain't open it yet. You probably ain't open your oh, email. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. says, Here you yeah. go, bro. I'm gonna bring up this big ass flow chart on a podcast, bro. <laughs> I hate flowcharts. That's what the e- that's what the that's what the email the says. Yeah, yeah. But it's the refusal to uh, vaccinate uh, flowchart, man. It is crazy, super crazy. So did did y'all read this uh, Nav Admin though? This two eight three two one. I hadn't got a chance to read it yet. Hey, so it it got into it's a couple of things. So if you're retiring, right? If you already repro- approved, because we because we actually asked this question before. If you already approved to retire or separate prior to uh, 1 June 2022, you will be able to. You will be able to. Yeah. And it's honorable. It's regular. It's the regular, you know, mm. the regular deal. So that's an answer question that I think a lot of people was kind of talking about. You know what I mean? So that's there. refuse to get the vaccine. Yeah. If you refused, but you already kind of was approved to uh, retire, you still can. Right. Um, I'm going to go over some key points. I'm going to go over some key points from it right now. Um, for those who refuse the vaccine, the message direct separation process and it provides the necessary procedures for commanders to execute the following. Like I said, allow those who are eligible to retire, separate before 1 June 22 to do so with the honorable characterization, right? Because um, that accelerates uh, separation more efficiently than this administrative process that got to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it reflects the reality that we cannot process service members with pre-existing separation dates fast enough with board procedures. Um, it says for those uh, disapproved for exemption, medical, religious, uh, after 7 January 22, they get 14 days from the noti- from the notification to think, seek advice, and then request if eligible, but not yet approved to retire, separate on or before 1 June. So if you got disapproved, you got 14 days to, to make a decision, what you want to do. Um, if you already getting processed out and you and you kind of renege and you want to get vaxxed, you could go ahead and get vaxxed and just notify your chain of command and then kind of wait and see uh, what, you know, what will happen. Um, it's, it's talking about, of course, a key issue with a general discharge is loss of GI bill. Uh, that's still a thing. Um, all the other admin stuff that we already talked about uh, last episode is still a thing, but you can um, you can, uh, get a board. You can, uh, to, if you want your honorable discharge, you could get a board. So it says uh, provides fourteen days from notification for a member to seek advice and decide if they will waive a board. For those with less than six years of service, they not board eligible. Uh, process as honorable discharge misconduct misconduct still the basis but avoids characterization disparity when more senior service members may succeed at boards conduct admin set boards boards of inquiry for those with more than six years that do not waive a board or whatever so you could get a board 
uh, to get your honorable um, discharge, vice that general, that general discharge or whatever. Yeah, that general is a big deal though. That's that's the one that's a big deal because general takes your GI bill. So mm. that was most probably the one people was talking about or looking at. Um, but I do tell the sailors though, anybody that's getting out, make sure you guys look at that freaking chart that that well that, that chart that tells you the eligibility for benefits chart. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because it's some 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 eligibility things on there, then it's some some not eligibility things. So make sure that that you understand it. But my other take on this whole nav admin man is that I think the Navy is doing everything they can to keep these sailors in. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying. You know what I mean? That's what they're saying. They are, they are even giving them extra, a little bit more time. Even now, they still said, um, send it to the, the what is the, the CCDA. CCDA? Yeah, CCDA. Now, even if they want to yeah, take, say, for example, they want to do it, you still can, your command can still send something to try to get you vaccinated still in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they are trying to, to to keep everybody in, and now I think at first they was they was the the talk of the honorable discharge thing. I think that the talk of that didn't change now. They're giving a lot more people the honorable discharge now too, um, instead of just like kicking them out and being like like don't have more choice to get their GI bill. They do have choices now, so I think they're trying, man. But it is what it is, man. I, I only thing I'm gonna say about this this. This whole vaccination thing is that I said it in one of the episodes earlier, man. When all that stuff first started, I said it, it's going to become mandatory and everybody going to have to do it. Well, and I, I said this a long time ago, well, man, before all this shit came out. People need to make sure they read the NAV admin. Um, yeah. Because I might have mishandled some of that information because I'm just skimming through it. But um, yeah. I'm looking at numbers to say it's around 500, 5,400 uh, active service members. Um that that's not fully you know vaccinated yet so around like 5400 and that's like nine percent officer 91 percent enlisted yeah and that and that that june date is the date though yeah when you read that nav admin that june 22 is the is a is the date um is a real important date um Um, for let let me get this correct do they have until June 1st, 2022 to get vaccinated and then that 14 days is in effect because I know the the, the expiration date was in November, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now nah, that June that, 1st is about uh if you could if if you could retire. Like okay, I, yeah, I, if you I, could I retire. saw that one. Yeah, oh. But for the regular folks, they got 14 days from what date? From the date of the nav admin? No, nah, they starting to get processed, man. Okay, this is just strictly retire retirees. People yeah, yeah, they the people retire. that's okay. yeah. Oh yeah, for the one yeah, the people yeah, that's yeah. able to actually retire. The rest of them, it's the process is starting. Mm. You know, from 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 what I from what I've seen, the process is starting. But again, yeah, you know, but it's gonna take a while. It, it looked like it's gonna take a while. It's like it's gonna take a while to board everybody and make sure that you know we do everything the right way. So you know what, man. Speaking of this, this does um, just a little bit off topic, but it's still talking about COVID, man. And, and I was talking to one of my my friends about this, man. And he's a command master chief, man. And and um, he had a scenario, man, that that I thought was like it has to be a tough decision to make, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone who who didn't, you know, get vaccinated, they had to sign this page thirteen. 
And part of that pe- page 13 is you can't go on leave and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And say they have like a family member pass away, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's tough. That's a tough decision. Are you telling me they can't go see their family? Normally in a normal environment, man, I don't care if it's like me personally. Like this is my, my opinion. If you got your grandma, your great grandma, your cousin, if somebody passed away and we on a short duty environment, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't care who it is, whatever. But you talking about um somebody's grandma or mom or passing away, and you didn't sign paperwork, and you can't let them go on leave. That had to be tough on a command itself, a command period. You can't just say you're not going, and, and it's the end of it. That's like real easy for you to do. Uh, I don't think. I, I mean, no could be the answer because they didn't, you know, get vaccinated. But at the same time, it's still got to be a tough, tough decision to make. Yeah. But I mean, that ain't like a new theme, um, not to sound insensitive to it, but when COVID was first introduced, that was the theme all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That was it. Like, you you can't go do this. You can't go to funerals. Yeah. We couldn't go to church. So at in a way, which is, again, it's probably going to sound really insensitive and stuff, but in a way, we kind of used to this at this point, you know? Um, not being able to go to somebody's funeral uh, and stuff like well, it's not I mean, good. It's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's just- we we have made we we have made some steps since then though. Since we first started being like that, we have made some type of steps to people traveling and people doing things since the beginning. Um, but yeah, you're but right though. I mean, you're right. Somebody, we we know the we, we know the, the protocol. If somebody unvaccinated, right, and they go to a funeral. I really hate when we talk about COVID, man. But if somebody unvaccinated and they go to a funeral, I mean, don't they run a risk? I mean, even if you vaccinated, don't you, yeah. you know, you run a risk, yeah. right? But yeah. now let's talk about this risk for, for, for one second. I went to see Spider-Man yesterday, right? I went to go see. I'm going today. Yeah, I went to go see Spider-Man. Want me to tell you uh, what happens in it? Wolverine no, no, is in it. Wolverine <laughs> is there um, and Professor X. Um, so, uh, <laughs> no, nah, they not in there, but, um, so I went to, it's some surprise. I mean, I don't think nobody's surprised, I think, but, um, I went, so I, I'm, I'm watching Spider-Man, right? So I'm gonna give you two, I'm gonna give you two kind of things. First, I went to the gym this morning, right? Planet Fitness and which I hate, but you know, I go there, but, uh, so I'm at Planet Fitness and you got to work out with a mask. You got to run on a treadmill <laughs> with a mask on, right? Which yes, is no sense. Cool. So I'm drenched in my mask. Drinking my sweat, right? Like always, whenever, right? This makes no sense, Planet Fitness. All right. I'm at the movies yesterday, right? I go to see Spider-Man. You got to wear a mask, right? However, I could get concessions. So I could get hot dogs. I could get popcorn. I could get all this stuff, right? And they not separating us, right? So I'm sitting in between. It's it's a full theater. It's Spider-Man. It's the third biggest Thursday opening ever, right? Already, right? That's a movie fact for y'all listening, right? It's third business, third biggest Thursday box office opening ever, right? So it's damn near sold out, right? Just nobody in the front because they that's just not a cool place to sit. So um I'm sitting next to somebody, she's eating popcorn, and like now I'm sick, right? I have a cold, so I got a little cough. And I'm like scared to cough, man. That's funny too in itself. But she's eating popcorn, the person next to me is eating. So while they're eating, they not wearing masks. You know what I'm saying? Like for the whole, they going to eat. Popcorn lasts a long time. You know? <laughs> it's like a two hour and 21 yeah. minute movie. But popcorn lasts a long time. 
is pretty much a if you eat a whole bucket of popcorn, you got problems, man. Like yeah. it's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like, like, like you can't eat the whole bucket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you eat no, if you go to the movie theater and you leave it with an empty bucket of popcorn, you need help. <laughs> you know, like so so but I'm saying like we don't have so so we don't have masks on for the I I had a hot dog. So none of us like got masks on for the whole period of time. So like I just don't understand the severity. Like I could wear the mask to get in the theater, to get the concessions, but then I can sit down and eat the whole time sitting in between two people and I'm good. But I can't run yeah. on a treadmill where it's probably way better for me to take my mask. I can't run on it at Planet Fitness because of that. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I agree with you. It's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy um on the thought process. It ain't no what's me, what is the thought process? Yeah. What's the thought process? To let it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I look at it, man, that's crazy. I, like, what's I, I can, sound, What's up? I'm listening. It might sound crazy going back to the Navy side of it. If I don't get my flu shot within the time frame that I need to get my flu shot, mm-hmm. will the Navy then tell me I can't take leave, particularly if it's an emergency then? No, I don't think so. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I get the 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 death tolls, the death tolls, and the lethality <laughs> of, of COVID. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 with you though, Damon. If it's an emergency, yeah. if my mother yeah. passed away, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, if my grandfather passed, you see what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. Especially, I mean, you don't know what the circumstances of some of these people's families is. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if 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 my pops passed away and he was a sole breadwinner in the house and my mother has to figure out how to deal with the arrangements and then have to figure out, you know what I'm saying, the bills and stuff. And maybe she need help with stuff. I mean, that, that's a big toll to ask of somebody. And especially we've already crossed this threshold of getting processed out anyway. Yeah. If you don't have it already. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and and a lot of us are the people in our families. I mean, let's let's be honest. You know, a lot of us are when yeah. we become sellers, and you know, it's a a big margin of us that are. And like you said, you're getting yeah. processed out. So now, what are we inviting? We inviting that. Yeah. We we're inviting that chaos, man. Like somebody might go, you know, go crazy, you know. And now you got it. Now you up against something else, you know, some of a more sinister, like some more crazy discipline because you. You went UA, uh, you threatened to go, you know, something crazy like that. So, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, you, you write about that. It's, it's just a, I, I don't know if we'll figure it out, but I can't, I can't say that I can't see somebody saying like, hey, let's just keep the, keep the energy with the flu shot so people can stop uh, asking about the difference. <laughs> like I can see somebody yeah, saying in, that. Like, in no way am I trying to compare the two. I'm just saying. Because this is just my personal opinion. Yeah. For eligibility of service, and I've, I've kind of got a greater understanding of this coming from recruiting, working working at MEPS. You have to meet DOD requirements for military service, and then you have to meet Department of the Navy requirements for military service. And we all know, I mean, that we heard the cliche, we get a million and one shots, we don't question none of them. So mm-hmm. if the Navy has already made it mandated 
for for eligibility of service. I personally don't see what the problem is, especially if the FDA, I know it's an emergency approved by the FDA, but if the FDA has approved Pfizer and the Navy says it's a mandate, to me, it's just another shot that the Navy has mandated. I've had thousands of shots in the Navy, yeah, yeah. especially going overseas on deployments, being forward deployed. I don't know how many anthrax shots I done got. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I am not, in, in no way am I saying the flu shot is in anywhere comparable to the COVID shot in terms of, of, of the seriousness of it. I'm just saying if we're going to have, if the flu shot is mandated and the COVID shot is mandated and we're not stopping emergency leave for this, you know, I get it. If it's regular leave, somebody want to take 14 days or whatever, yeah, maybe. They want to go party and have fun, but if somebody dies, yeah, an emergency. Yeah. I mean, this is my. You know what you said that when you said talked about that mandate thing. I, that's that's like my my thing right there, man. Like, um, but we in a different we in a different world now. And I and me and Dumbo had this conversation about something else before. Like me, my 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 take is if we have to do it, and Navy says do it. I'm more like, shit, we got to fucking do it. I ain't even really questioning it that much. But I think the new society and new the new way of thinking, you know, mostly younger sailors and things like that, things like me and Dumbo talk all the time. Dumbo will question the shit out stuff. Me, I'll be like, eh. not everything, but most of Dumbo, I got a question for it. But me, I'm like, man, Navy's head, do it, shit. Fucking line me up, put me in the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go, go ahead and get it done. Um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing by questioning because I actually think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? But um, when you when they told me it was, it was mandated and we got to do it, I knew that I was doing it. You know what I mean? When I mean, I may not came out and been vocal about it as much, but I knew when they said it was mandated and we was going to do it, I was going to do where, it. Where, let me ask you, like, where does that stop for you? Like, what won't you do? Um... Hold up, first first of all, when I when I say <laughs> <laughs> What's up, uh, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. You do, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's it's a stopping point. It's a stopping point to yeah. it. Right. I mean I most definitely, you know, I'm listening to what's going on yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it or whatever. But um Like like when do you be if like it ain't gonna nah. hurt me if it ain't gonna if it ain't gonna harm me or hurt me, which it possibly could have but yeah if it's not if i feel like in my personal opinion if i feel like it's it's safe i'm gonna do it if it says the navy mandated yeah to do it i'm gonna do it if it's safe i mean I, and i feel like man like personally man i i feel like the military or fda or whoever approved this wouldn't put us in harm's way either though like if this stuff like everything we do it get approved to get, I don't care if the, it could be like fucking Tylenol. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's approved by somebody to say it's safe for us to to, to do it. Yeah. Right. And, and it's always side effects. It's always people. Some people have some 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 lining issues or whatever, and some may happen to them. But most of the time, man, like somebody approved yeah. that shit. Nah, you know I, I mean, I just, I just know it's a line. You know, like so, yeah, it is a line. It's a line. Of everything you're right. I mean, it's a line. So I don't know the line, Dumbo. I don't know the line. It looked like Chris. What's up? So here, here's my take on it. We've all seen those commercials about the shipyard workers, right? If you mm-hmm. work in the shipyard between this period and this period, call us. 
you may be infected with asbestos, mesothelioma, yep, yeah. all that stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah. This, man, I, I was, I was kind of like, I don't know how you felt about the, the shot, Damo, but I was kind of like a lot of people, man. Like, they rush this, this vaccination. Um, normally, it takes 10 to 15 years of trials and studies before we get something online. They push this. We don't really know what's in it. We got three different companies. Johnson & Johnson came out with the blood clot thing. So that whole period while the Navy had us waiting, I'm sitting there saying, well, I'm not getting it. But mm-hmm. then the FDA came and said, well, it's, it, we're, we have approved emergency authorization for the Pfizer shot. At that moment, I realized two things. One, the Navy is about to mandate this if the FDA didn't got behind it. Two, if the FDA done got behind it, I get it. Some people they they like to play the you know the, the details. If the FDA got behind it, that means that later on down the line, if there is some 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 issues that occur, we got we know who to go to. Like we, we can get on the mesothelioma and mm-hmm. and asbestos commercials. <laughs> I took this shot approved by approved by You'll get that FDA. You get that money for your family. That's a bag. The Navy made me do it. I had no choice. Eleven dollar check. The Navy fed. Not no. So so I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I I hate to get serious because we having a good time. But uh, I I got I got faith in and uh, I never really get too religious or nothing here. But I got faith in God that my life is in God's hands. And if if he want, you know, people were saying like Bell's palsy and some people did have bad reactions and stuff like that. First, like some of the memes, some of the stuff I was seeing, I just didn't believe. Then I'm like, whenever it's my time, then, you know, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's facts. It's, it's, it's on God. Now, but I was talking about limits, right? And like, that's why I was thinking with Damon, because I was thinking about that story, right? Like, yo, we never, I've never, we've never done this before and we ain't going to stay here too long. But in the Bible where... God make the dude Abraham take his son up to the mountain or whatever to kill him. <laughs> like that's like a limit. Like 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 hold on, God. Yo, God, I've been trusting you. Like I ain't really seen you, but uh, I love like, you. It's my, <laughs> but um, it's my seed, man. You want me to roast this dude? Like like so. Uh, that's why I asked. You know, if you got, you know, if you got, you know, limits or whatever, because yeah, you might get told to kill some. You know, God forbid, but a foreign land and there's some children there, you might get told to take the shot. You know what I'm saying? Do you take the shot or do you question it? I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. But um, all right. So let's. You wanted to talk. I don't know much about the tornadoes. No, I just wanted to give a no. The the shots out to me. I just get shots out to the families, man. Hopefully, everybody. You know, safe in Kentucky, the Kentucky area, man. There was a lot of tornadoes, a lot of people died, man. So my condolences out to the families that's there, and hopefully um, they get the help they need there um, in the towns, man. Because it's really, really freaking bad, man. Like I seen, I seen stories, man. People getting thrown 200, 300 feet, man, like um, in a bed or in a bathtubs or whatever, man. So I heard like what 30, 40 tornadoes touched down. It was like, it was like crazy, man. So. My condolences go out to all the people that's down there, man. And in, in, in that area, if you got family members down in that area, my condolences goes out to everybody. That's crazy. You heard about the, um, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't know about the tornadoes, but my condolences to everybody. I heard it was a lot of life lost there. So 
Uh, definitely condolences to everybody. But you heard it's a it's a bizarre story, but it's been floating around the internet. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I've I've seen some valid news articles about it. These monkeys and like going to war with these dogs in this like uh, place in some Indian land. I forgot what land it's in, but it's mo- like a dog killed the monkey, right? So a group of dogs killed a monkey. So these monkeys are now. <laughs> Snatching up dogs, pups, and dogs in this neighborhood and taking them to the highest place that they could take them and dropping them. And dropping them. Killing them. They killed 250. They wiped the whole village of dogs away or whatever. And people trying to stop them, but they not having that. And ain't none of the monkeys got caught. Nothing like that, man. Man, I beat these damn monkeys in. Hey, I'm doing the same thing, man. They are physically fucking gorillas. Must be some gorillas. Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> it is India. It is India. It says uh, rampaging monkeys killed 250 dogs in India in revenge massacre, man. So uh, it's like murderous monkeys, man. They started a war with the dogs. Yeah, either some either some big monkeys or some little dogs. Now they, 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 they the monkeys are pretty strong, man. Yeah, yeah, and they and they 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 a good size too. They they a good size, okay. but yeah, that's a crazy little, um, that's a crazy little story. But those monkeys ain't dumb, dog. I, I would just hate. Yeah, oh no, no, no they smart. Oh, no, very smart. Yeah, I would yeah, hate if that happened. Me, yeah, monkeys. I would hate if that happened like around here because I don't know what I do. I know we try our best to protect, you know, dogs and stuff like that, but. I don't want the monkeys coming for my dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I might start working monkeys, with. Man, uh, man. I might have to start working with the yeah. monkeys. Like, like who? What dog? Nah, I'm gonna put hands on that monkey, man. I'm like, put hands who y'all on that looking for? Hey, have like, you seen people same. that own monkeys as pets? <laughs> when, yeah. when, when monkeys get tired. <laughs> yep. Yeah, try them. to fight that monkey if you Long want on. to. <laughs> Long you slap the shit out of him, man. Hit you with the monkey slap you slow too. A real slow slap. Hey man, you man, see, you hey, you see what happened to that? You see what happened to that kangaroo? You see how thick that kangaroo? Is, man? Yeah, Mon- bro, monkeys, monkeys ain't no joke, bro. <laughs> hey man, that kangaroo cat, that dude, dog, that dog, that dude killed there and put hands on that kangaroo, man. That kangaroo spared I, hey, that I, dude. I, I really, I, I take my chance with a kangaroo before I take my chance with a yeah, monkey in it. I ain't messing with no monkey. <laughs> monkey, will rip you apart. Yeah, monkey, I, I've seen part, I've man. seen those videos and those pictures of those folks that got beat by those monkeys. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's a bad thing to say you got beat by too as a monkey. Like it just don't even I know, sound man, like that monkey kicked a your gorilla. Ass, all right, that's cool, but a monkey, yeah, yeah, yeah. A monkey, monkey. <laughs> yeah, that's man. crazy. You're right though. Them over got some big ass hands too, boy. They slapping shit at your ass. Yeah, yeah, Hey, so the government travel card, right? Government travel card. I, I really don't even want to get into it except for the fact that it's our primary, you know, uh, way now when we go from duty station to duty station, PCS, PCS, stuff yep. like that. Right. Um, I don't know if y'all got anything else on it, but it's a yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a good idea, man. Um, I don't know the, all the details about, it. you know, people going to act stupid with it and do crazy stuff and and uh, all that type of stuff. But one good thing about me. You know, I travel now, so we do this DTS and we have to use our government credit card. They don't cut that card on until the time you need to use it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the card is like off and you can't use it. So you give them that time period, you know, cut it on. Okay, now you are tra- your PCS and you use your card during this this time, right? No interest, no none of that stuff. So 
in a way, I think it's a it's a good idea. I'm sure people are gonna find a way to take advantage of it. But think about all the stuff we used to have to wait for. You know what I mean? When it comes to to uh, PCS, uh-huh. now you can go there and you ain't got to wait on anything. You can just swipe that card and 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 do whatever you need to do. So from that standpoint, I think it's a it's a, it's a great idea. And on top of that. When we go in there and for this for DTS, I don't know about how this PCS thing works. But once we put our information in there for the voucher, yeah, man, within like four or five days, you get that money back. Mm-hmm. It's already paid your card off and stuff. It ain't like waiting like forever to get your your money and all this type of stuff. So I think it's a good idea, man. It's a good start anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing in a sense because I, I know people who PCS, especially a lot of your junior guys, your E4s and your E5s who got kids and a wife, they PCS in somewhere. They haven't found a place to stay yet. You know what I mean? Now they got to stay in the hotel and they got to come out of pocket for that because that travel money ain't hit or, you know, it, it's just, it, it yeah. eliminates a lot of that, that undue pressure and stress on people. Yep. As long as they're doing right with it, you know. Yeah, that's the big getting thing. that advance pay. You got to pay back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guess you ain't got to do that no more now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah, man, you can't be staying at the Four Seasons, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Careful, man. man. <laughs> Trying to splurge, man. You know what I mean? But I mean, it, it is good. That's why I, I really don't have much uh, to it. I'm gonna get into these um, these nav admins. Um, it's end of the year for those of for those of y'all that's listening to us now. This would be our last episode this year. Um, last year, we took a break until May. Uh, we didn't want to take that break. Uh, that's not happening. But we're going on break. We're going on a little break until January 10th. So the next time you hear from us, it'll be January the 10th. Um, so we're going to talk some end of the year stuff uh, today while we at it, catch up with some stuff like that. But I do want to talk uh, My Navy HR. Um, shout out to My Navy HR because they are they actually – was able to cover some stories uh, before us, man. I don't know if you know that, Damon, but they put out a couple videos before we were able to. And you could just tell yeah, watching it. You could tell watching it that the dude was under pressure. Like It was like under 50 yeah. minutes. Like, yo, let's get this thing done, man. Let's get this thing wrapped up, man. PTSF coming at the end of the week. Yeah, man. man. You know, they taking a look at us, man. They know we put this info out, man. It's okay. Do your thing, my name HR, man. Trying to beat yeah. us, but it's okay. Yeah, you got see. It was like so normally, you know, it's like well put together. This was like, yo, grab an iPhone, man. We got to get this thing out there as fast <laughs> as possible, man. But uh, let's get into these. Um, so it's ten. Um, not it's it's a few. Yeah, the top ten uh, nav admins. So uh, it says, uh, and it's off that seller to seller newsletter. But it says twenty twenty one nav admin year in review. Um, it says the nav admins we feel will have the greatest impact on your career. So we could kind of talk through them. Uh, this year, CNP released over two hundred seventy five nav admins. These cover issues such as family readiness, PRT changes, and COVID-19 policy and vaccination guidance. These are the 10 most impactful NAV admins of 2021. So the first one that they mentioned is 02121, which came out 25 January. Seller assistance and intercept for life update. Subtle but important changes were made to the critical prevention program designed to help sellers during the 90 days after a suicide-related behavior, the period of highest risk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, anytime you're talking about suicide, anything like that, man, it's a big deal. So I, I give them that being one of the top 10, you know what I mean? Um, 
yeah, anytime you you bring it up situations like that and trying to prevent it. So, okay. Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, that's important. I I, I was in a, yeah. I was going through it at around that time. Um anyway, like that's coming off uh, you know, the miscarriage um uh, on, on the um trip to Japan and stuff like that. So, it was a lot going on with me. I can't even say that I could remember this uh this nav admin. I don't think I remembered it. What about you, Chris? Yeah. No, I, I hadn't even heard of it, man, to be truthful with you. Um, but I do think it's a good thing. <clears throat> the three things I think the Navy really should be very, very serious is uh, suicide, um, yeah. the DAPA program, and the uh, the SEMIO program. Those are the things. And if they, they're taking strides to improve the, the care that we provide to, to people who are having suicidal ideations, um, then that's, man, I, I, I saw something on social media. I don't want to put too much out there. I saw something on social media the other day. One of the Navy groups, some, some guy somewhere in the Navy that posted some crazy stuff and like within minutes, man, timelines was flooded with information. Get somebody to get in touch with him. We got in touch with his dad. We got in touch with his brother. And it, to me, I, I, it's one of the beautiful things about the Navy. I think that we are starting to foster a culture of, of especially with social media too, man. Of let's make sure we're taking care of the sailor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's make sure we are showing that we're there for the sailor. You know, it, what's how's the saying go? Um, hey man, uh, don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And, and mm-hmm. I think the Navy is coming up with ways of, of dealing with it. And I think we're a better, better force for it. So, yeah, actually, um, I've experienced the same thing. A seller on Facebook, uh, it was a suicidal ideation and the community, the Naval community helped them out. Damon. Yeah. Um, I tell you, man, like you said, we, how we made progress, man. Like we made like, Mass progress. I mean, you, if somebody you bring up anything about like suicide, IDH, anything, man, it's like heads start turning, man. Like it, it's like off. If you don't see duty, it don't matter the circumstances. You going to see somebody, man. We, no one is 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 putting that on them anymore to say, okay, man, this dude he's faking. This girl she's faking. No, everything is taken way serious right now. And I remember back in the day, man, people can say stuff like that. Back when I came in, man, we'll go home for the day, take twenty four hours off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now that's that's not happening no more, man. But it's not happening for a reason though, because people out there that have committed these committed these committed suicide and things like that, man. So you're right, man. We we took we have taken um, great strides in, in in trying to protect our sailors and stuff. So and, and and having policies in place for it too. That go home for the day is dangerous, man. Uh, yeah, man, go home for the day. Go on to take some time off. All right. You know what I mean? This, yeah. The second one from Q1 uh, came out 9 February. It was uh, 03221, CNO message to the fleet. Um, and this was about the extremist uh, behavior. Um, so the statement to the fleet regarding extremist behavior in the Navy. So I think we all remember that one and what it stemmed from. Yeah. Right? It just, it just, it's just zero tolerance in the Navy for the stuff like that, man. 
that's that's things like that divide us. And one thing the Navy is about is about coming together, about being a team, about diversity, about all these things. And we can't do none of that stuff if we got things like this in place. So it was a good, good time to talk about it, even though you still have people trying to backlash against it or whatever the case, why we whatever. It doesn't matter, man. The, the thing about it is that it's out there. We know it's out there. It got addressed, and we're trying to do things to make it better. That's period, man. It, it ain't pointing fingers here, pointing finger there. It's it's here. It's out there. You know what I mean? That's why we're talking about it. So, um, yeah, man, I, and I think uh, we are better for it. I, I think that's an important um, instruction. It, it, it's, it's one of those things when um, the, the sec def um, – General, uh, former General uh, Lloyd Austin, it came into place. It, it made me look at Navy policy and the CNO, too, um, when he spoke on it. it, it I, for the first time, I felt like we are really taking these things serious because I, mm-hmm. I think we knew that some of this was going on. And I don't want to speak for all of the branches because I only know Navy, but I... I I think we knew that there were a little pocket, whether it was like obvious extremism or it was subtle conversations or comments, you know what I'm saying? We knew something was there. And now to say we're not going to tolerate it at, at any pass and, and for it to be exposed, right? Because there were some cases over the past year where there were some extreme groups exposed in the military, right? So... <laughs> We know that there are some people out there that we're working with that's, that's a part of this. The fact that we're addressing it and actively looking into saying, all right, we, we know the child out there. We're not tolerating it. it it's, that's one of the – I think that's an important one for me for the year. Yeah, man, That'll probably be in the top five for me. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. And who's out, there, who's out there putting that information out? And I, that was big too. Yeah, it was big leadership. It wasn't. It wasn't like down to the deck plates. You know what I mean? Like like when when we talked about it before, and it was our admiral when our admirals was was talking about this. You know what I mean? Putting it out and and, and having a conversation about it. So it wasn't just a, you know, I think on on ships they probably had the COs and things like that. But it was it was the leadership that was was talking about this. Now I, yeah. I will say this much. I will say this much. When the when it got down to command level training, I think. Some of the consensus that I've heard, it seemed like it was one of those checking the block boxes thing. You know what I mean? So I think we still got a lot of work to do in terms of yeah. how we develop the training. I think it should be a yeah. mandated training. A lot of people will probably disagree with me, and I, I, hey, I don't care. I don't care. I, it definitely should be a mandated training, and I think we should improve it. But again, that's yeah, because the the thing about it is, man, it's an uncomfortable topic. You know what I mean? People don't like talking about it. So that's that's why it's hard for people to, to talk about it. That's why I always think when it comes to these uncomfortable things, it should be instead of being training, it should be more of a conversation. People talking about it, sitting in, in groups or whatever the case may be, but having more of a conversation that's talking about it. And me and Dumbo always, we, we try to do, you know, say a 360 about more having conversation. It's just, you know what I mean? Somebody standing up there just quoting off something. And I think that'll make the like, like we always talk about, people got to get comfortable to open up. They're not gonna open up if they're not comfortable, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a conversation that's that's not comfortable. Nobody wants to talk about it. Um, but once you start talking about it and you having a conversation, you'll be surprised on how much you don't know, 
or how much you do know about the about the situation or you'll learn more about your sailors. Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's just and I I'll, I'll say this part and I I'll leave it alone. I, I agree with that. When I say training, that's that's the, the the evolution of it. You're right, man. It should be more of a conversation than actual PowerPoint slides and presentations. It should be a, a conversation because you learn things about people that you never knew. People learn things about you. You put you, you can start casting off some of those stereotypes and misconceptions. Man, I literally just by conversation, and I didn't know that this was even possible. In America, I had a conversation with a with a fellow sailor years back. White guy said he had never seen a black person his entire life until he joined the Navy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was impossible, but it is it, it happens. But we would never know that, you know what I'm saying, unless we actually had that conversation. So again, top five mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, man, it's a difference. I ain't gonna say much, but it's a difference between putting educated people well-researched, well-read people in a room together to develop a training. It's a difference between that and getting people of the culture who actually experience the things to have the conversation about it. It's a difference. People connect with it a whole lot differently. People connect with the ex-drug addict talking about staying off drugs and stuff like that. Then they connect with the person that never did a drug in their life telling you to stay off yeah. drugs and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And some triads, Facts, brother. some triads don't encompass more than one demographic, you know? And I'm not at all um, placing any judgment on that, but that's just true. Like some triads have one demographic. So it was up. I was actually, I said I wasn't going to say much, but I, I was actually one of the chiefs <laughs> who had to give the training. And I felt yeah. the responsibility uh, we, we talked about it on a podcast, so I ain't gonna get too too much deeper. But I, I felt like, as an African American chief, black chief, <clears throat> I have a lot on my shoulders here at this training. You know, and my training might have lasted a little bit longer because I went off topic uh, a whole lot. You know what I mean? And I talked about some things that didn't really come up in that training that was formed because that training to me. And to some other sellers was formed as a response to the January 6th attacks. And then it's like, all right, while we mm-hmm. add it, we're going to talk about some stuff that was happening on social media and stuff we need to cover. But I'm like, all right, as a black man in the Navy and who has been in America, let me kind of talk about, you know, some stuff. I've been in the world. Let me not just kind of pin it to America because um, I'm a patriot. Um because I think I'm a patriot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, I mean, I, 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 I never really understood what the difference. Like, I love my country. Like, I mean, why would I not be a patriot? Like, when did that become like uh, something different? <laughs> like, 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 I could want the people in, in the ghetto to have a better life and still be a patriot. I'm in the military shit. I'm a patriot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Nat Batman, 054 slash 21, uh, 5 March. Uh, CB Master Chief rating name changed. And I, I don't think we're going to get too deep into this one. But after an extensive review of the senior list of CB community, the decision was made to create a single rating at the E9 level, CM, CM. Like, that's like CM squared. Now, I I, I love the CBs, um, and I, I don't think I could fully represent them right here. And I know some of them is like, this is a win. This is a great thing. I don't connect with it that much. I don't know if either of you guys connect with it. 
Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I'm like you said, man. I, I know they do. It's a big deal for them, and and then I applaud them, and I hope it it, it represents something. Uh, but right, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, somebody want NCBs out there? They want to, you know, make this connection. Hit us up. We'll love to listen. Yeah. You know, I guess your rate don't matter when you make Master Chief because you're not really doing no work anyway. <laughs> I, 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 well, yeah, but I, you know what I, you know what I, I relate this to. The I semen. Yeah. Because, you know, after Senior Chief, like, it, no, if they pick up Master Chief, they just become electrician mates? Is that? Uh, I don't remember. Is, is that, that true? No, that's that's not a fact. That's not a fact. I have a, I have a guy that, that I actually is our SEL, is an ICCM. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. He's an ICCM. Yeah. Hey, Master Chiefs, we love y'all, you know, but it's, yeah. it's kind of true, man. It, it, you, you're not really doing that much work where your rate matters. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So, uh, 1 April, Nav Admin uh, 072 slash 21. It's probably that one Master Chief that's like still on the deck plates, like mad. Like, I'm working. I'm turning riches out. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not, though. Yo, the Master Chiefs. But one day, like, hopefully I make Master Chief before the podcast, like, really pick up. Because the Master Chief's going to be mad at me at some point because sometimes we be messing with them. And I hope y'all know we just, I'm just fucking with y'all. But, um. <laughs> hey, 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 hold up, though. We had one, we had one CMC, though, man. Our last CMC on the Raphael Proctor. This dude didn't stop, man. He was always working on something. Yeah. I see. It all, I ain't gonna say it was all like good shit, but he was always working on something. Like, a two bag turning wrenches, doing all type of shit. You see, you see some young sailors in the peeway working on something. Here go his ass in there working on it too. Like he was, he was trying to issue our rubber gloves, man. man. He was trying to issue. I got yeah. so mad. I got so bad when he tried to issue rubber gloves. That's my dude, man. That's my guy. But yeah. you know, he yeah, tried to issue too, those baby. gloves, man. They they couldn't stop messing with me. Hey, Chris, man, my CMC got in front the whole command. And he told him, he was like, hey, if y'all want rubber gloves, if y'all need rubber gloves, come talk to me. I got them, right? <laughs> so I did like this backdoor drug deal with him and gave him an extension cord and some rubber gloves because he had, he wanted to grind some stuff because we was getting ready for insert. And I was just, and I felt wrong. I'm like, damn, but this Master Chief. Then, see, the things you know you shouldn't do. But I was like, this Master Chief, the CMC, I'm going to give him these gloves and his extension cord. He wound up issuing it out like to other sellers now mind you i'm tool issue so that don't so i got my em2 he went to take somebody extension cord one day and he came back to the shop he's like, hey, chief i went to take somebody extension cord and they wouldn't give it to me because they said they checked it out from cmc i said man go get that shit <laughs> go get that shit man <laughs> <laughs> go get that bring that back so but that, that's my dude because he just wanted to because so then because you know Tulis you had hours but yeah. he was 24 7 so there's like now he's yeah, competing <laughs> he was talking competing about, talking about the best rank in the navy huh <laughs> <laughs> like i went up to the yeah. captain and like i always talk about the triads i go up to the captain i'm like hey sir like did you hear what master chief just said he's like what he's like what do you say I was like, he talk about checking out tools. He was like, okay, what's up with that? I'm like, yo, sorry. He can't. It's your electrical safety program. I was just going off about it. it like, just captain's like, all right, well, just, just talk to him. Man. <laughs> like, talk like, to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, April 1st, uh, Nav Admin 07221, uh, uniform rag, uh, verbiage change. 
The Navy released the first of a series of uniform policy changes expected to enhance clarity, interpretation, and application of service uniform policies on the deck plates. This was another one that was culture, like a cultural um, thing. It came from that task force, uh, and uh, it had a lot to do with taking things out of um, of the uh, the reg. Y'all remember this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember it, but. When I tell you about all those the policies and the uniform changes, man, like I think all of them was was policy was, was um positive, um in a way, and then even the newer policy, which I think is coming up also about you know the earrings and all this type of stuff, um I end up man going for it too. I think at first I felt a certain type of way when they said something about you know having your earrings on a on a ship, and then. This wise scene chief told me, who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is it going to change? Like, like he, he said this to me, and I thought about it for a second, and I was like, you know what? Who cares, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, they having the earrings on base. I mean. So you started wearing yours. Like, how is that going How is that going to affect me when I go home at night? Yes. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. So, so you started wearing yours. So I. No, I don't wear mine, okay. man. I'm one of the old school cats. I'm still old school, man. So I ain't gonna do it, man. I feel, I feel, and you know what? I feel bad about, man. Um, when I came in, it was also a big deal about coming across the quarter deck and what you got on and what you're doing. You come across yeah, the yeah, quarter yeah. deck, and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Like it's hard for me to like the do rags and and all the stuff that come across that quarter deck. Man, it gets to me, man. It fires me up. Yeah. And then, in a way, I'm thinking like, you know what? Am I gonna lose sleep about this dude wearing this dude red across this quarter day? You know what I mean? I'm not, but I just feel like, why are you wearing that fucking dude red across this quarter day? You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. Earrings the same way. Dude on the ship walking. Mean, I, I went to so I do inspections on ships. So man, I got dudes just walking, they're walking off the ship in, in the P ways and civilian clothes, man, with them earrings in. Man, I just like, what the fuck are we doing right now? But hey, as a, as I say, man, like. I ain't losing no sleep over that shit, man. They still doing their job to the highest their ability to the highest. So I'm 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 becoming okay with it, man. I'm becoming okay with it. This was the one that was taking out words like faddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what this one was about, yeah. Yeah. Faddish was a for me, Chris, faddish was a big word like to take out. I remember having a conversation with one of my sellers, and it was about faddish. This was before that, like way before that. We just talk about the word faddish. And like what it means for real. I'm like, cause it's like, it was just like, well, is a mohawk faddish? Is this faddish? Is a bald head faddish? Like what, like what makes something a fad or whatever? So that was just a bad word. I think like professional appearance and stuff like that, where some of the other things they started to focus on a whole lot more. But uh, what was your take on this one? At, at the risk of sounding sexist, and I'm not trying to sound sexist at all. Um, I well, like that wasn't it. A, that wasn't a good way to start it. <laughs> I, I, I know, right? I know, right? But 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 no. I mean, if you if you've been a first class a chief mm-hmm. or whatever, you've had females that worked for you, and there have always been. Well, I've in my my experience, I've had issues with uniform instructions, fingernails or hair color or whatever. And the old instruction was. Has to complement the skin tone. Well, what's the definition of complementary to skin tone? Yeah, you know yeah I mean? right. And yeah. so you get a junior sailor that comes back to you and say, "Well, this chief said this, or this first class said this about my name." And I'm like, 
don't, God, I, I don't know how to, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, I've had this with male sailors with haircuts and stuff. They Chiefs pull me to the side and say, hey, is this sailor supposed to have this part in the side of his head? Yeah. Like, like Damon said, if you don't lose any sleep on them, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if it's enough for you to say something to me about it, then why don't you just read the instruction? Yeah. Chief, I mean, yeah, with yeah. all due respect, yeah. you know, like, why do I have to go have this conversation? So I, I, I like it because now it's clear cut across the board. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do no guessing with it. There's no level of interpretation with it. It's... As as Damon was saying, A B C D E F G, full detail. Yeah. You know what you can do. You know what you can't do. So yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's and, and it's still it's still some stuff in there that need to be still clarified in there also. But I, I feel like we're going in the right yeah, direction yeah. again though with it though. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you gotta just bust it down. You know, bust. All right, we got yeah. that down, and we get this. But it's crazy. Like what you was just saying, uh, Chris is like I, what I took from that. I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday. And she was talking about uh, the patches, like for your neck and your arms, and like stuff like that. And like a lot of them never complimented, like your skin color if you was a black person. Like, mm-hmm. and, and as much, and, and that's what I mean. Like we tearing down a lot what of patches, those, like like nicotine, like any kind of patch. I, oh, she got okay, like a medical patch, patch or something like that. But band, I got you. bandages, bandages, packages, and stuff like that. They typically like a like for I guess like now it's a mm. big push. For them to be brown and compliment like, yeah, and these I are never thought about that, that, like band aids. They got band aids like yeah. complementary to the skin tone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these are the things that, like, as much as I never really thought about it or cared about it, yeah. I could see somebody being like, "It's no, you know." And we talk about it, and I know people hate hearing it sometimes, but like representation, like, yo, there's no representation here. So they things yeah. that we kind of got to go towards. So when I think about that uniform policy, that's what I think about, like being responsible with representation. And I'm glad we are. Um, NAVAP and 15921, 28th July, uh, special leave accrual for the Navy. Sellers unable to take leave due to COVID-19 restrictions. Now they have extra time to use their leave. So that was giving them that extra time uh, for, you know, to disregard that use or lose type stuff. Yep. That was a big deal. I mean, it was okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, people's always thinking about that leave. People's, that was something that was on people's mind, though. They couldn't take leave, so how are they going to, you know, how are they going to, you know, take use it? So, back from that was big. Yeah, we could, we could go ahead with that one then. 31 August, this is the one you was talking about. Uh, 18321, yeah. the Navy authorized new hairstyles for men and women and changes to wear rules for watches, which... We talked about that. I don't think nobody knew about prescription glasses and sunglasses while in uniform, medically prescribed head coverings and uh, earrings for men in civvies. I'm going to be completely quiet on this because we talked about it for like an hour. But uh, what was your thoughts on this one, Chris? Um, I, Again, like I said, I, I like the fact that the, the new instruction is more clear more forthright in terms of with the hair color. I'm not familiar with the, the watches. Um, the earring thing, again, um, like Damon was saying, like I, I'm a little old school too, so there's certain things that I kind of cringe at when I see. But mm-hmm. again, at the end of the day, if it doesn't impact performance, you know, and I know that you're a good sailor, you know what I mean? Like I, And, and especially if the Navy permits it, right? So it, my biggest thing is 
permission and prohibition. If it's prohibited, then yeah, I'm going to say something to you because I know somebody else might say something to you and it might not be as nice, right? Um, but if it's permission, like, I go for it. You know, more power to you. So that's, yeah. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad with some clarification, man. And this is no no knock on nothing when I say this dumb one. I'll make this real quick. We talked about you, right? We talked about this a lot. I'll make it real quick. But um, being in the, the 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 black culture, man, we 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 stylish, right? We 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 like style, man. So I'm glad the fact that the the watches got clarified, the earrings got clarified. Um, the hair is not all the way clarified, but it's close. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's getting there. But I like the fact that this getting a this getting addressed because being one of the senior, you know, say African Americans on board a ship, I get talked to a lot. People come talk to me about a lot of things that has to do with our culture, and I have to. I'm kind of like the, you know, the representation of the black people or some shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I have to like that's why I'm glad some of this stuff is getting clarified and now I don't have to like but I don't know I, I I'm not sure this don't really say this and now I can just read it black and white yep this is what it says you good or you're not good you know what I mean so that's that's what we need man we need more clarification of stuff so damn you brought up being black you know I was trying not to bring that up but um I'm one day we'll be at a place in this world where people don't associate appearance with lifestyle. Um, but that's a while from now, you know, but um, we grew up where appearance was associated with, with, with lifestyle. So when you see somebody looking like how somebody looks somewhere else, you equate their lifestyle to whatever that other person's lifestyle is. And that was apparent mid nineties when Iverson went joined the NBA and he appeared to look what like was considered or classified as like a thug, you know, and then he kind of changed that look. So a lot of us when we get in the places that we probably wouldn't normally be and we get perceived in ways that people um that we had to kind of work for when we see when we've seen uh, younger people coming in with a certain look that we knew that what it represented, you know, was going to make their life harder for them. Um, we wanted to say things and have conversations with them to make them do something different so they wouldn't have to go through the hardship that just your appearance kind of brings to you or whatever. And I think that's true fact. Let yeah. me let me say two thousand and eight. I did an IA tour to Iraq, and it was probably about five of us from the Navy. You know, we were augmented in with the um, with the Army three hundred four Civil Affairs Brigade. Three of the guys that was with us were ITs. <clears throat> One of them was an ITC black guy, mm-hmm. ironically from the same city I'm from, Dallas, Texas. When I tell you this guy had a mouth full of permanent goals as a chief, and this guy was a chief. So mm-hmm. I go out, I do the, the IA tour with him, come back, don't hear from him for a while. And you know, just in general consensus and conversation, like degrees of separation. Like me and Dama was talking earlier about Chris Robinson, right? 
we don't re- didn't really know each other, but we knew Chris. You know, you mm-hmm. always have those, those degrees of separation when you're talking to somebody. So I'm talking to somebody that knew this guy because I'm telling the same story. Dude is now a master chief, ITCM, still got the gold. So my thing is, I, I I've never been one. Like I said, if it's permissible, I don't put a big deal on it. If it's prohibited. I'll say something because I don't want nobody else to say anything to you, you know what I'm saying, in, in an unflattering way. But like Damo, I, I hope that this is a step in the direction to where we get to a point to where who cares? how? You, as long as your appearance looks good, who cares if yeah. it's a cultural deal? As long as you can do your job and perform and perform good, then, then who cares, man? Let's, you know, let's. Accept people yeah. for who they are and, and, and what they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and and I think we hit it that way though, man. Like like when I came in in '98, man, we we taking leaps and bounds though. Trust me, it's leaps and bounds, man, uh, on where we was at and where we at now. So we're I really do think we're going and hit it in the right direction. Yeah, that's genuine. And you hear people talk about it more. It's more dialogue, man. More dialogue, more transparency. It's it's things that's happening now, man. So yeah, that's that's, I think we're going that's the right Gen direction. Z, man. Gen Z going to change all that, man. Um, for real, it's Gen Z because they all gonna they all look alike. They don't look no different. I'm looking at them island boys, man. Them island boys look just like somebody around the corner from me. Look just like somebody in the Ivy League. Like they all look the same. It ain't really no difference, you know. Hip hop is right now in the biggest form of music in the country. You know what I mean? So everybody looks like that now. So. I think Gen Z gonna yeah. kinda change that. Uh Nav Admin 20221, uh E80, E9 assignment optimization to better align enlisted supervisors with critical billets that require their skill. The Navy announced the assignment optimization plan for active and full-time support master chiefs and senior chiefs. Um, my opinion is a it's a great idea. Um because of the fact that you got a lot of people that's on shore duty or you got a lot of people that's out there that's filling billets that they don't supposed to feel, uh, put them in the right position, put them in the right spot, uh, especially, the, and I'm going to say this, especially the senior chiefs anyway, because the master chiefs really, truly, a lot of the race, they don't have a lot of billets for them. Mm-hmm. Unless you make more billets for the master chiefs, that's the only way I can, you can kind of look at that. But from a senior chief standpoint, there's a lot of billets out there that you have uh, either a chief filling or some of them don't have a chief filling it, you know. So, and then you might go to a place they got people that made mass, made senior chiefs. So then you already got a senior chief filling the billet on shore duty. Now you got two or three other chiefs at the made senior chief. Now you got four senior chiefs over there. You know what I mean? That's over there. Why not put them in a position so they can grow and they can be better and 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 all that good stuff, man? So, I think this is most definitely a good idea um, on all fronts. Um, and it was happening. Like even in my office, I had one. Um, when I seen she was there, she leave. She made it. She leaving. Um, going somewhere else to fill another billet. Um, so then I, you know, on a on our little DC page, people are leaving and going fill some of these billets they supposed to be filling. So it seemed like it's, it's it's happening. Yeah, I ain't got much else with that one. Um, and then I'll just breeze through because I want to get off of these. Uh, the TA policy update. Uh, that was a big one. Um, and if y'all got anything to add, just, you know, just add it, but I'm, I'm, I'm skimming through. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, 
CCDA, we talked about that a million times. And then the single PFA for next year. They the last three. Well, the only problem I got with the with the the PFA, which is cool once a year or whatever, I don't I don't really care about that. But I do care about the fact of they could have told us that one that didn't really count. They could have told us a little bit ahead of time. Mm. I mean, they got us doing that PFA. They didn't say it don't count. You know what I mean? I feel a certain type of way about that. Hey, Chris, I got a question <laughs> for you, man. Um, you said that E five um, that was your goal. Um, mm-hmm. What kept you in? Um, I always looked at it. So it, I always looked at it in stages, right? So my first two or first four years, I looked at it towards the end. Am I ready to get out? Cause I remember I told you I had an older brother that was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. He had got out after he did his first tour. Wasn't really ready to get out. Didn't have no prospects on the line. Didn't take advantage of none of his uh, VA benefits like uh, the GI Bill and none of that stuff. And winded up going back into the Navy. And I looked at it like, man, if I'm going to get out, I need to, my money need to be right. I need to have a job lined up. I need to have school going. And I didn't have none of that stuff going at the time. So I was like, you know what? I'll stay in. Mm-hmm. Re-enlisted. And, you know, in the back of my mind, higher tenure is always sitting there. So after my second enlistment, I always said to myself, well, you still kind of want to get out, but don't get into a position to where if you're not ready to get out, you have to go because you haven't made rank. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it kind of became a thing where I just made the Navy an option, always an option I could I could fall back mm-hmm. on. And so I, I concentrated on studying, um, getting qualified, doing everything I needed to do to try to make that next pay grade. By the time I made E5, I went to my first shore duty, and that was around about the eight, ten-year mark. That's when I started to see things a little bit differently because I'm looking at first classes now. I'm actually close to the first class pay grade, and the chief pay grade, and I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, I'm almost halfway in. I'm this close. First class really doesn't seem that hard of a you know pay grade to me to mm-hmm. to to fit in, and it's like all right, well, let's make a career out of it now. So that that's what kept me in is always keeping the navy an option, um, always making sure I was ready for the next pay grade. You know, in terms of how I was working, how I was performing, and then you know it was just it made no sense to be this far in and to give up retirement and all the benefits and, and that's no way me telling anybody that that's how you should look at it you mm-hmm. know just make sure whatever your choice is whatever your decision is you do it you make sure that you are covered on all bases yeah. you know so but you 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 are ready for chief now right you like that's one of the things we connected on um when we first was talking to just about you being ready to 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 put them anchors on well, hopefully the boy, hopefully the boy feels the same way you feel. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, man. Hey, good luck. You know, with that, man. I know, yeah. I know. It's one of them things that you know you you kind of been ready for. You know, for a while. Um. So, so good luck with that. Um. Uh. It's a financial literacy app. Uh. That's out. I kind of want to test it out just to see like what they doing. I don't want to get too too much into that. Um. On a real quick kind of stuff um, before we uh, wrap, 
is um again this is it for us this year we won't be back until january 10th um you won't get a movie review from us um however when we come back we gonna do band of brothers so band of brothers uh, uh episode an episode so every episode we're gonna review another episode of band of brothers until we get through this uh show um three people did get uh did get awarded the medal of honor um last week um so i do i including the first uh african-american since vietnam so i do kind of want to highlight that real quick uh at least with their names um so army sergeant first class alwin cash army sergeant first class christopher salise and army master sergeant earl d plumley so those three uh soldiers were awarded the medal of honor um but as far as all the big deal now hey chris uh what is it like you got any questions anything you thinking about uh anything that we didn't kind of talk about that you definitely want to talk about before we finish no nah, man I, I think we covered a lot of good subjects today man like i said man I, i've told you offline man um and damon I, i'm glad you're here man we together uh, I, I appreciate what you guys do with this podcast, man. Like this is definitely greatly needed. Uh, the conversations are needed. I like the fact that you guys pull other first classes in and other junior guys in to, you know, get a perspective on on what's going on in the Navy and, and, and get a good post of the deck plates. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I, I want to see this this platform grow even bigger and, and get more of our people, you know, the Navy, our sailors. You know, listening to this and 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 gaining something from it, man. You know what I mean? Like this, this is good fruit, man. This is good fruit, man. Yeah. And and I appreciate what you guys are doing. And I'm thankful to be here, man. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming in the capacity that you came in as more like a host. Like like we have guests and then we have guest hosts. Um, so you came more in a capacity of a guest host where you sit with us and we cover all the topics together. Vice us sitting with you, asking you where you were born and how that drove you to, you know, uh, join the Navy and stuff like that. And I don't think this is the last time that um, you're going to sit with us. I really don't. So uh, hopefully you keep your mailbox open because I might hit you up <laughs> uh, soon. But, I, you know, yeah, I don't think this is the last time. Um, Damon, you got anything? Yeah, man. Hey, yeah. Hey, Chris. Hey, man. Thank you for, for coming on to the show, man. Um, first off, um, good luck on making chief man and um and just talking with you just for a little while man you're well spoken um and you hit the things that i like to talk about man when you when you talk i'm like man that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about you know what i mean so i like i like that man um hearing you hearing you talk man um so yeah anytime man you, you need anything you want to hit me up um uh, we'll keep the little the page open or whatever, man. Just hit us up, man, and talk about anything you want to talk about, man. Um, but I do want to touch one more thing before we get off here, man. I was looking at some numbers, man. Um, with with, with hazing, man, the hazing numbers in the navy that went like tremendously down, mm -hmm. right? But guess what? They're coming up. What's coming up is bullying, not just like bullying on the whole no level, bullying on social media. Um. So just think about that for for a little bit, man. And um, everybody is, is not created equal. Everybody can't take shit like somebody else can take it. 
uh, we can go round and round and round about this stuff. But just remember, um, uh, treat others that you want to be treated, man, uh, at the end of the day, man. So I just wanted to touch that a little bit, man, because it's bullying and thing. I was reading this thing about bullying. It's pop. It, it wasn't that I was looking for, man. I just saw it and I was like, man, what's really going on right here, man? Yeah. You know, so I want to bring that up, man. Hey, I got a question for y'all, though. Before we leave, I got a question for y'all. Right? Uh, let me get top three. I, I wanted to say five, but we've been here for a while, and we lose listeners after two and a half hours. So top three albums of the year for y'all. Of the year? Yeah. It's our end of the year episode. We got to do something to commemorate the end of the year. Um... Shit, man. Hmm. I, okay. Um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say fuck. Nas one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fuck with Nas. Um, this Adele album, man, is, is, is like I'm listening to damn near every song on this Adele album. Yeah. Say the truth, man. I ain't going to lie, man. <laughs> um, and um, man, what's another one, man? I won't say. I mean, I, I'm gonna just tell you what I listen to a lot. This probably because yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, done the research, so I'm gonna throw out the. Uh, I know it's somebody else I'm missing, but I'm gonna throw out the Drake album, man. But the Drake album wasn't all that to me. Mm. But it has some songs on there that I I, I, I fuck with a couple of them. But the Drake, but I know it's somebody I'm missing, man. Who, let me think for a little bit longer, man. But them three right there: Adele, Drake, and and, and Nas. And let me get back with you, man. I know I'm missing somebody. What about you, Chris? I'm going to throw Drake out there. Um, I don't think it was his best body of work, but I think by comparison to a lot of stuff that came out this year, it was probably the, one of the best things that came out. Um, I don't I don't know if this album came out this year or last year, but I've been jamming it so much, man. I really haven't been jamming a whole bunch of new stuff that, that's kind of come out. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mo Three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From yeah, Texas. Yeah, and Shadows yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a hometown thing. I got I definitely gotta throw that in there. It was definitely a good album. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, dude. right? Rest in peace. Rest in three, peace, right? man. Taking yeah. taking too soon, man. Um and I don't know if this one came out this year or last year, but that J. Cole album. J yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. Why I think about J. Cole? Did it come out this year, right? Yeah, that was this year. Yeah, 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 J. Cole album. Yeah, yeah, that J. So, yeah. Cole was sick. I take off Drake for that J. Cole, man. Please do. Please do. Please do. For real. For real. Um, Nas is, yeah. Nas is, uh, hip hop, Nas is there for me. Nas is one of the best. It's a lot of hip hop, like Makami, Cole. It's a lot of hip hop. Like, I, I mean, I'm like hip hop, hip hop all, you know, all day. But uh, if I got to go three, um, to me, Nas is the best album of the year. Uh, hip hop, he deserves another Grammy to me. Um, I really like. A lot of people probably didn't, but I like the Kanye album. I thought it was. I got a million reasons why I could say I like it too. Mm. But I, uh, I like Kanye album. I like that Kanye is still. Oh, he bought, what up? What up? But I like that Kanye is still a risk, a risk taker, and a lot of things. But I, I ain't gonna get into that. We could have a whole hip hop podcast some other time. But Nas. Um, the Adele album is dope, and um, the girl uh, Cleo Soul, Cleo Soul dropped this R and B kind of stuff, like deep heavy R and B. Cleo Soul dropped some heat that, like, I think everybody need to um, listen to. So that was uh, music. Um, let's go uh, movies real quick. Movies, Damon. 
Top three. Boy, you put me on the spot. Well, the first three you could man. think of. It don't got to be coming. I mean, like, who who determines your top three? Mm, movies, 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 top three. It don't got to be um, your top three. Let's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Richard, of course. I mean, I, I, I most definitely. Man, come on, man. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that, man. King, King Richard's, yeah. man. Um, uh, <laughs> what shows I'm watching right now, man? What movies, movies I'm watching? Movies, not shows. Movies. The shows is, I'm going to ask you about shows. Shit, man. I don't know, man. I have to think for it. Give me a second. I mean, let me think. What about you, Chris? You watch movies? Yeah, yeah. We're going this year or just period? This year. This year. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I ain't seen too many movies that came out this year. Yeah, movies kind of dried up. Venom Venom was a really good movie. I ain't watched that yet. Yeah, I ain't even watched Which one? That new Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. I'm trying to think. What else did I watch? I don't think I watched nothing this year. That's crazy. That might have been the only thing I watched this year that was new. That's crazy. All of that, all of the big movies. I did like the harder they fall, right? I like I, I gotta pull up a list to actually be able to say anything. So I like the harder they fall. I thought the harder they fall was uh pretty dope. Um King Richard was was cool. I just saw um I just saw uh Spider-Man, so of course. I'm going to probably throw that up in that top three. Um, but the movie's been pretty dry. Like, So my last one is TV shows. I'll start off. It's a TV show. Well, hold on. I ain't getting my... Hey, so if you guys watched The Unforgettable with with, with uh, Sandra Bullock? Yeah, yeah. I watched that. That's, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. Um, and also, I think it came out this year too, man. I think Black, Black Widow was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. Um, the Sandra Bullock movie, The Unforgivable. Right about yeah. uh, her sister, and she got out of jail. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, I didn't expect something in that movie. It's like a twist. It's a really, yeah, a yeah. really good twist. Uh, the DMX yeah, documentary was. was dope um, as well. Mm. But um, I I could probably go TV shows a lot easier than than movies. Um, the it, the one is called Scenes from a Marriage. I thought that was good. Um, C season two of C. Um, was one of the top ones for me, and um, I, I finished Kim's Convenience this year. Um, Kim's Convenience, the last season came out this year. Um, I, it's a, so many shows, but I do want to just say that I think I I was just introduced to Kim's Convenience like this year, and I watched all five seasons. But um, the last season aired on Netflix this year, and I really love that show. Uh, if that's the dude that played in uh, Shang Chi. Or whatever he went on to, you know, go to Marvel. But that that, that was a good show. So I rounded. There's so many other great shows, oh, like Mara of Town, like everything that HBO does. Um, it's so many great shows that came on. Like I can't even really narrow it down. But I just say those three. What about y'all? Yeah, I went to Mara East Town too, man. Yeah, that's fire. Um, that was that fire. was a that was a good. That's the best show. show of the year. Right right now, I'm watching this this show, man. Um, the the will of time yeah, yeah. and I, and I kind of like those type of shows too like will of time show um uh, what else man that's out C, there that's C season man. two man yo C season two oh C C is like on the whole see those shows right there that shit is good as fuck right there man I, but I really do fuck with those shows like that man um man it's a lot of shows can you get Hawkeye came out I know a lot of people like all that 
Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Stuff. The Marvel, um, WandaVision. WandaVision was WandaVision. WandaVision was one of the best shows I've seen. Yeah, WandaVision was real good too, man. Yeah. Um, Mayor of Easttown is the best show of the year. Mayor of Easttown. This, if you yeah. listening to this podcast, Mayor of Easttown is the best show of the year. It's not a show better this year. For real, man. So I watch. If you ain't watched that show, man, you get in there. That shit is good. Yeah, as best show of the year. Is that is C's, C's too. It's on HBO. HBO? Okay. Yeah, HBO. Okay. I even watch shows like The Nevers, too, man. You're watching The, the Nevers? About the witches? Yeah. I ain't see it. Though. Well, not all of them. It's all in witches. Yeah, it's I think. A bunch of, yeah. I ain't see it, though. It's all right. What about you? Okay. Yeah, all right, man. Uh, me and my wife, we just started watching. I don't know if it's still on now, but um, Godfather of Harlem. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. Heavy. heavy. Um, trying to think of. I know what my third is. I got to say my best for last, man. <laughs> Trying to figure out what my, my second one I've been watching. I've been binging Shameless. Y'all fool with Shameless? I, I, I stopped it at a certain season. It's a certain season yeah. I stopped watching it at. And I heard it went downhill after that, but I stopped watching it at a certain... I watched a lot of it, though. Probably like five seasons of it, but it's a certain yeah. season I stopped on. Yeah, Did you finish crazy, that show? Man. Did you watch yeah, it all? yeah. Yeah, I watched so, it all. I'll it, tell you where I stopped, and you tell me if I should keep watching it. So I stopped watching it when Fiona, like, I just, I was happy to watch Fiona come up. She came up, mm-hmm. and then she went down. And I, it ain't sit right with me, like, watching her go down. So, like, when she, after she owned the, the, um, the apartment, and then when she lost all that, and she started drinking and stuff, that's mm-hmm. when I stopped. Should I keep watching it? So was Fiona still on the show when you when you stopped watching it? Yeah, yeah. I know she wound up leaving, but she was still on the show when I stopped watching it. Yeah, so keep watching it because she she gets her break. So the way they the way they write her off, they write her off pretty good. So if you okay, if, if you went on the downslide because she lost everything, she 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 definitely gets a, a comeback. But it's a, it's a good show, man. The series is still good. The way it ends is real good. If you've been following it and you've been invested in the characters like Frank. Um, yeah, Frank, man. Frank is one of the best TV characters ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a chief that reminded me of Frank one time, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, and my third one, man, I'm, I don't know if you guys are, are sci-fi fans, man, but I'm a big Star Trek fan, man. Uh-huh. So Discovery? Uh I've been Ben's watching Star Trek Discovery, man. Yeah, Discovery, really great man. show. Yeah, I I ain't watch it. It got uh old girl in it, but I I, I ain't watch it though. But I, I heard it was good though. Man, you got to check it out, man. The special effects is on point, man. Like I, I used to watch Star Trek Next Generation when I was a kid with my pops, man. And you know, yeah. getting older, like they deal yeah. with a lot of. Hate. And I'm gonna tell you something. What I really like about it now, being in the Navy. The structure of the show, like the crew and everything, almost reminds you of Navy <laughs> structure. So yeah. it's got a buy-in to it for me, you know what I'm saying? And and the the subject matter, the topics, man. Y'all gotta check it out, man. It's a really good show. Yeah, yeah. Check it out for sure. I got hey, did y'all watch y'all both saw the show BMF, right? I seen an episode. Oh uh, yeah. I gotta, gotta get started so I can start watching. <laughs> you ain't seen either of you, Damon? Mm-mm. Watch BMF Lamar, man. That's all I'm gonna say is Lamar BMF. Yeah, Lamar, probably the villain. Of Why the a lot year. of people, a lot of people talking about this Yellowstone or Yellow something. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I hear yeah. that's 
Yeah. It, I don't know what it's about though. People been talking about it though. Kevin Costner's in it, so it gotta be good. If if it ain't Waterworld, uh, nah. But I think you could watch it on Hulu. It's either on okay. Prime or Hulu. Let's be responsible. It's, it's so easy to just look this up real quick. But um, yeah, Yellowstone. I guess it got four seasons. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. I, I'm hearing so many people. Uh, Succession and Yellowstone is like the two shows that I'm hearing people talk about so much. Oh, it's, it, it looked like it's probably on Paramount Plus because it's a Paramount um, show. So it looked like it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. But yeah, it's a Kevin Costner. So I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Kevin Costner don't do no wrong, like I said, unless it's Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, but um, that's it. Uh, see you guys next year. Again, thanks, Chris. There you go, Damon. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys, man. We out of here, man. Peace out. You know, have a good holiday. Holla at your boy, Mississippi Stand Up. Wow.